help with reduced rent during that time, but things haven't improved because customers keep parking on a poorly marked bus stop outside her shop and getting parking tickets. British scientists have taken part in a pioneering new procedure that has enabled a paralysed Polish man to walk again. Cells capable of regeneration were transplanted from the man's nose into his spinal cord. The treatment was carried out by surgeons in Poland with help from experts in London. Heathrow Airport says about 10% of flights will be cancelled later today because of severe weather. Strong winds are expected when the remnants of Hurricane Gonzalo sweep across the UK. More from Nick Qureshi. The hurricane caused widespread damage at a power blackout last week when it hit Bermuda. Forecasters here say coastal areas will see winds of up to 75 miles an hour, with gusts of around 65 miles an hour predicted inland, bringing disruption especially to travel. Heathrow has confirmed around 130 flights with the 20 biggest carriers in and out of the London airport will be cancelled. British Airways says it has cancelled a number of flights and has advised passengers to check their bookings online. Virgin Trains says the heavy rains likely to affect travel during the day. The founder and former leader of the English Defence League, Stephen Lennon, is back in jail. A statement on Facebook from his supporters said he'd been recalled to prison for 28 days for responding to a threat on Twitter. Lennon from Luton was sentenced in January to 18 months in prison for mortgage fraud. He was released in June under licence. The musician Raphael Ravenscroft has died at the age of 60. He was behind arguably the most famous saxophone solo of all time. The hook from Jerry Rafferty's Baker Street, performed by Raphael Ravenscroft, who's died at the age of 60. In sport, Manchester United drew two all at West Brom in the Premier League last night. There's a full football league programme tonight, with matches for Watford, MK Dons, Wickham, Luton and Stevenage. The weather, the wet and windy conditions should clear, followed by sunny spells and scattered showers. Staying windy and feeling much colder, though. A maximum temperature 14 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties today on bbc three counties radio from nine the jvs show with the big phone in the hottest topic of the day and your consumer problems from 12 nick coffer relationship advice with katarina jertson and live music from the brilliant danny and the champions of the world from three roberto peroni i'm here with a roundup of the day's news the latest travel and your stories from seven three counties sport with a full set of fixtures we'll bring you watford stevenage luton and MK Don's commentary. Today on BBC Three Counties Radio. Hang on, my computer's front. How we go? <sighs> morning. We're all feeling a little bit sparky. Full of spunk this morning, aren't we, girls? Aren't we? Always. Always. Catherine, what are you doing? Are you doing your homework? I'm just looking at this very long letter. We're going to be uh, perusing in just a few minutes' time. That's right, guys. We're going to be perusing a letter live on air. Yeah. Yeah? There's nothing you can do about it. What are you going to do about it? Oh, they've switched over. Bye. <laughs> Lots on the show this morning, including Hemel Hangover continues. There's a woman in Wendover Woods. And isn't it windy? Isn't it windy, Kels? Yeah, it windy. Yeah. Isn't it windy, Yeah. So windy. Very leafy. Very, very leafy. If you want to take part in the show, well, you know. 08459 455 555. 
across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. So when a kid's watching a film that's not scary mm-hmm. and they uh, tell you that it's scary, I mean, how many times are you allowed to slap them? Uh, you're watching A Bug's Life, right? I was watching A Bug's Life. It's boring, it's not scary. Boring, correct, correct, Amundo. Um, but it got, it got like 88% on, um, on Xbox. I didn't even care about those ants. I don't care. They're only ants. Wait. Boiling water on Wait. them. Wait. Kels. Is this your youngest or eldest? Youngest. And is he scared of ants? No, he loves ants. It was the grasshoppers he was scared yeah. of. Although my, oh. my eldest came in, he went, actually, they're not grasshoppers, they're crickets. In your face, Pixar! Yeah. But he should have stuck it out because uh, they got served in the end. Yeah. But it is dull. But so. it, wasn't, it wasn't scary, the bit he was saying. <laughs> oh, for man, not for God. How old are you? I'm too. Well, you might have an excuse then. <laughs> My um, eldest, when she was about two, bailed on Scared Shrekless. She have was, you seen that? No. It's like a pastiche of all these different horror movies in a Shrek-y kind of way. Oh. And, but the bit she was scared of wasn't even a scary bit. It was just the uh, gingerbread Jeez. woman starting to be slightly weird. Our kids are um, just personify the problem with Britain today. Really, Lily Livered. Lily Livered. They're cowardly. They're babies, and he really, his focus is just appalling. They're under seven. Oh, it's it's. Uh, I don't see them going out and working. Trying to get us out of this blooming situation. My three-year-old has just been lolling about for the past three years. What has she done for me, actually? Laughing out loud? Lolling. Okay. No, you know... Traditional lolling. Actual lolling, Wow. I mean, sometimes she won't even wake up. (sighs) All afternoon. Just... Lazy. What can we do with uh, Broken Britain and the Broken Kids of Broken Britain? 08459 
My life is still Time to get up that Great big hula of hope For a destination Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, just when we thought the saga... Which Shall we do this do? bit first? Let's oh, do this bit first. OK, yeah, let's do this bit first. What have we got here? This well, is the uh, following from the story yesterday about the headmistress, uh, Jenny Winder, Winder. Winder of uh, a school. Elstow School. Thank you. Um, and she's taken a week off in the January term to go to the Caribbean. And it got some people on both sides of the argument quite heated. Some in favour and some thought it was disgusting when parents are being told they can't take their kids out of school. We approached Mrs Winder yesterday for comment. She told us it was her personal life and she was quite determined that she was not going to discuss it. A lot of parents are saying well you know if we have to take our children out of school we have to give full details and we're not asking for the full gory details the parents said. We would just like some sort of reason and we were assured uh, in a statement from the Chair of Governors Kevin Hunter that it was a reasonable request and it was uh, passed by the governors. It would seem that's not quite how it happened. Go on, what, what have we had? We've had a letter overnight from the Reverend Jeremy Crocker, who is the rector of Elstow Abbey and a parent governor at Elstow School. He says he feels it's necessary to clarify his position on that decision um, because, well, a letter went home yesterday to parents and uh, he believes he's been implicated as a source of the leak to the press because this was the story that was covered all weekend. Yeah. It, ha- it appeared in the Mail on Sunday and I think it's also appeared in the Bedford. If you are one of the parents of uh, a kid that goes to that school, did you get a letter home last night? If, if so, I, we would love to uh, hear it or see it. If you could uh, give us a call, 08459 455 555, please. Now, according to an extract from the letter sent to us by uh, Reverend Crocker, um, th- Mrs. Wy- Mrs. Winder, sorry, Winder says that as the, at the Human Resources Subcommittee she correctly left the room while the discussion took place. Reverend Crocker says this isn't true. This is his letter. He says the reality was the government, the governors were given no opportunity to discuss the issue without Mrs Winder there and the chair was very firm that he'd made the decision already. I therefore voted in favour somewhat uncomfortably. I can confirm that it was me then wrote a confidential letter to the chair of governors at the end of July questioning the wisdom of this decision. Apart from my misgivings about the double standard of a head teacher taking a holiday in term time, I warned the chair of governors that it's the sort of thing that gains press attention. He assured me the decision was right and there was nothing to worry about. Now he's um, saying that he's concerned about the misrepresentation of the facts in the letter that parents got last night. So yes if you are one of those parents could you give us a shout please? There's two other things there. He says I hold the, the view that in light of the disingenuous way this has been handled and the very unhelpful media attention the chair of governors should resign. Mrs Winder should apologise to both the staff and parents and she should not go on holiday. And also the last paragraph explains why he's speaking out, doesn't it? Yes, he said, I did not leak any of this information to the press, however, and I feel the need to speak as my own name has been questioned. Two governors have called for my resignation, however, I will not resign as my own integrity remains firmly intact. He's also saying that the reality of that meeting where um, the holiday was discussed was that it was presented as a fait accompli. There was no discussion about it, really. So, how can you help? Well, we can carry on the discussion from yesterday, although you know, there's no point really in arguing the rights or wrongs, as I think we did that. I think John Jonathan did that uh, yesterday. Uh, if you're a parent of a kid that goes to that school we, and you got a letter home last night, would love a copy of it. You could call us 08459 555 or if you have uh, scanning equipment, which used to sound so futuristic, but it turns out I've got a scanner, I never realised, uh, you can email it to me, ian, I-A-I-N, dot L-E-E, at bbc.co.uk, and we'll, we'll have a little look at that. Because it is, if, if what um, the, the Reverend Jeremy Crocker is saying 
it's different to what was was being told to us yesterday, isn't it? And if yeah. there is um, uh, the coercion, it, it, it sounds like a certain amount of pressure was put in place, and the decision was already made. Whatever the governors were going to vote. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, so far this morning, checking on the sensors, not seeing any major delays so far. Taking a look so far at the M25, that's moving rather well, as is the A1M. So far, checking on the M25, do expect delays between Junction 25 for Enfield and Junction 27 for the M11 as those major roadworks continue there. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. It's easy for you to say, Richards. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. This is your headline. A governor at the Bedfordshire School, where the head teacher is going on holiday during term time, is calling for the resignation of the chair of governors. A shopkeeper who is facing eviction from her business in Hemel Hempstead is blaming most of her financial problems on council roadworks. And Heathrow Airport says about 10% of flights. <laughs> I'm not laughing because of this story. It's a horrible story. Heathrow Airport says about 10% of flights will be cancelled today because of severe weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Every weekday morning, local opinions. Well, I think it's a very difficult uh, proposition. You really cannot l- allow your heart to rule your head. Local stories. I wanted to call my house Hardcore Mansions. They refused that on two separate occasions. I wasn't leaving the house through the fear as to what I would find when I came back. Local life. I bought a car within three months. It's rusty. They said that the deposit would be forthcoming. It wasn't. The JVS Show. Weekdays from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio. Luton, Beds, Hearts and Bucks, Bedford, Milton Keynes, wake up. Well, not to this one. Hang on, let me do that again. Hang on a minute. I muffed it up, muffed it up. Do it again. Luton! I didn't even mean to say Luton, I meant to say Bed. Right, do it again. Right, hang on, hang on. Uh, let's hang on. Let's. Well, come on now, Luton needs to wake up. No, no, Luton doesn't. Hang on, hang on. Every weekday morning, local opinions. Right, we've done that. Bed, tarts and bucks. Oh, Kelly's... Shh. Hey, pipe down. We're on the radio, mate. OK, stay on the line. Oh, you stay on the line. Hey, I'm quiet now. OK, right. Hang on, 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 hang Every week... Done that. Bed, tarts and bucks. Wake up! They're going to hate this song. You might like this one, Kels. Okay. It's uh, for the kids, isn't it? For kids. Yeah. Oh 
Leslie. Hello, good morning. That's woken you up, isn't it? Yes, it did. Good for you, sir. What can we do for you this morning? So the, the sad news of reggae star um, John Holt, which I've just heard from Steve Allen's show, which died. Steve Allen's show? Hang on a minute. The sad news that you were listening to that old muppet. No, he's class. He's not class. He's a pain in the class. <laughs> he's the rude... Do you know, here's a story about Steve Allen, right? I used to work at LBC. And at, the, and at the Christmas party, do you know what Steve Allen would famously do every year? What? He'd get little Steve Allen out and wave it all about every year. Every year. Yes, John Holt has died. Very sad. Well, I say sad. Uh, of course it's sad. The passing of anyone is sad. But let's be honest, Leslie. Reggae's rubbish, isn't it? Well, reggae is To me, reggae is it's like a Muslim religion to the Muslim. It's like a Muslim religion to the Muslims? Yes. What, reggae? What about you the Christians? It's like, it's like Islam to the Christians, to me. Well, it's like Christian to the Christians. Who, if, you know, if you're a fan of reggae, you will never um, abandon reggae music. So you're saying that Christian, more Christians like reggae than Muslims? I'm so confused as to where this is going. No, we're not going down there. You, but you, I'm just telling you. Reverse, I'm, I'm, reverse. It says here, I'm looking at the, the BBC website, mm-hmm. UB40 added that Holt was a massive inspiration. So we got him to blame for UB40. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean most of the um, music that UB40 adopted yes. came from persons like um, Dennis Brown, yeah. John Holt. So we've got to find all of these people and punish them. 
on 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 many many reggae artists. Give us give um, us a little bit. He wrote the tide is high, didn't he? Give us a little snatch of that, Les. As I said once before, I'm not a singer, but reggae music's always in my heart. Uh. Um, Ali, I mean, music like Stick By Me, Alibaba, and plenty more. What? I never... There are two genres of music. I love all music, Leslie. Mm-hmm. There are two genres I don't get. Jazz and reggae. Um, you're... You, you, um, you, it's, when it comes to reggae music, reggae got to built in your system. It's got yeah. to be in there. It's not in there. It's, it's not a thing you can adapt overnight. No. It's a, I right? don't like the bass. The bass is too... The bass is too loud. It's, the bass well, makes me want well, to do a whoopsie. Without, yeah, but without um, the bass line of reggae music, that's the, that, that's the key point Leslie, of reggae music. if I'm listening to music and it makes me want to do a poo, there's something wrong with that music. As I said, um, um, I mean, you, your mind and heart yeah. have to be in reggae music for okay. you to be a reggae music lover. You can't just adopt it um, tomorrow. Okay. Leslie, good to talk to you, mate, and thank you for, for flagging up the name of uh, John Holt. It's uh, yeah, very sad news. Now, autumn is here, and if you spent last night listening to the wind rattling your window, spare a thought for a woman who, it appears, is sleeping rough in Wendover Woods. She's been spotted wandering through the trees and going through the bins of a local cafe. Its owners are so worried about her, they've started leaving food and warm clothes. Let me just get my diary. Hang on. Yeah, it's 2014. This can't be right, Just. It's absolutely true, boss. Um, Yes, a number of sightings uh, over the years as well about this lady. And uh, I was given the task yesterday of trying to track her down. Whose idea was this? Do you know how big Wendover Woods is? Yes. Miles and miles of woodland. I was there yesterday for a couple of hours looking for this lady. I didn't get very far, but, um, but here's what happened. Well, that is the beautiful ambiance of Wendover Woods. It's lovely to be here. Madam, sorry to bother you here. What's your name? Meg. M-E-G. Meg. Meg Few. Okay, Meg. M-E-G. Meg, have you seen her? Have I seen who, dear? The wild woman in the woods. No. (laughs) I'm a wild woman. (laughs) See you later. Getting out of here quick. Sheesh. Have you come across her, the wild woman? I am the wild woman. <laughs> I mean, in all seriousness, have I'm you come... I'm fully in black. I'm a witch. <laughs> She's getting really scary now. Um, in all seriousness, have you come across this lady before here in the woods in Wendover? No. Did you even think she exists? No. <laughs> no. No. I haven't seen anyone like that in the woods. Okay. And how often are you up here? Almost every day. What's the weirdest thing you've seen here, then? It's a genuine say, question. I could say you could die. <laughs> I think we're done. Set up. <laughs> so nobody, uh, it would appear, has seen it. Have you found anybody that's seen this uh, this poor, unfortunate woman, Just? Yes, uh, a lot of people, they're laughing. It's no laughing matter. John Warbrick from the Cafe in the Woods, he has seen her, and uh, he knows for a fact that she's been at the bins in the cafe in the middle of the night. Mm. Incredible stuff. Take a listen to this. Yes, I do, yeah. And we had an incident a couple of years ago where uh, there was an Aussie guy that was selling Christmas trees that, like they do every year up at, at Wendover Woods. And he uh, was using my bins and came with a bin bag to chuck into the bin compound. And as he threw the bin bag in, he heard, ouch, that hurt, as he threw the bin bag on top of the lady. Um, he jumped out of his skin, she jumped out of her skin, and that's when we clearly knew that she was, she was definitely using the bins as a, as a place to sleep. And it was that, in that winter where it was so cold, it was just any way, I think, for her to get off the ground and get mm. some warmth, because it was, it was getting down to like minus 10, minus 12 at night up here. Mm. And we honestly didn't think that she was going to survive that winter. So we started putting out little food parcels and drinks and 
clothes and shoes and anything that we thought might help just to get through that winter because it was perishing. Um, but we honestly thought we were going to come in one morning and find find a dead body in the in the bins. Wow, this is such an incredible story. I know you're going to be talking to Ian on the phone in more detail about this, but just lastly, it's no laughing matter. Uh, some people are laughing, thinking this is just a myth. You have seen this lady. Other people have seen this lady. Now coming into winter, of course, you're concerned about this woman. Absolutely, yeah. It's uh, I, the forecast for this winter looks pretty pretty cold and bleak again. So, yeah, we are. We're all, all worried about her. Um, she clearly needs help, and she clearly doesn't want to get any help. But whether she'll, how long she can survive out there in the wild is, your guess is as good as mine. But yeah, she really needs some help. So if anyone sees her, if anyone knows anything about her, if you could either get in touch with the Forestry Commission or in touch with you guys. Um, then, yeah, we need to raise the alarm if we see this lady, try and get her some help. This is a very tragic story, Justin. I would imagine this, this woman is um, uh, potentially damaged goods. Uh, 08459 455 555, if anybody uh, has seen her or knows any any idea who it might be. It's a very unusual story. Um, John last saw her just over a week ago. Other oh, people who use the cafe as well, they have seen her. Uh, she could have been in the woods for years. Uh, the, the woods are so vast, she could have been there yeah. for, for up to five years. Justin, thank you, mate. We've got some lighter stuff for you to, to have a look at later on. Uh, 08459 455 555, if you can uh, give us any more on that rather sad story. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Also fast, starting on the Great North Road. Do expect delays um, approaching the Black Cats roundabouts where those major roadworks are continuing. In Milton Keynes, um, do expect delays as well on Standing Way, just at Newport Road. It's been causing delays due to the roadworks that are taking place there. Taking a look in Park Street, the A414 building a little around Park Street to roundabouts. And taking a look at the M25, do expect some delays between Junction 25 for Enfield and Junction 27 for the M11, as those narrow lanes are in place for major roadworks they're continuing there as well Nicola Richards BBC Three Counties Radio Across beds hearts and bugs This is BBC Three Counties Radio It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley, a governor at the Bedfordshire School where the head teacher is going on holiday during term time is calling for the resignation of the Chair of Governors. The Reverend Jeremy Crocker says he disagrees with the decision to allow Elstow Lower School head teacher Jenny Winder to take a break in the Caribbean in January and claims governors were given little opportunity to discuss the matter. A shopkeeper who is facing eviction from her business in Hemel Hempstead is blaming most of her financial problems on council roadworks and some travel disruption is Predicted today as the remnants of Hurricane Gonzalo sweeps across the UK. Heathrow Airport says about 10% of flights will be cancelled. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Manchester United drew two all at West Brom in the Premier League last night. United twice came from behind to earn a point, which leaves them ten points behind leaders Chelsea. There's a full football league programme tonight. Championship leaders Watford host fellow promotion chasers Nottingham Forest in the first home game for new Hornets head coach Slavisa Jokanovic. I am very excited. This is a big day for me. be first time in, the, in our stadium. I am sure my team going to improve it uh, with uh, 
uh, with, with uh, supporters in the, in the crowd. In League One, Milton Keynes Dons play their first home league game for a month, but manager Carl Robinson has been pleased with their recent away games as they prepare to host Fleetwood. We look very, very strong defensively. Um, to keep two clean sheets on the road, away at Yeovil and away at Leighton Orient on the spin is a, is a difficult task in itself. So I'm very pleased to get a point, very, very pleased. And uh, not the three points that we really wanted, but it's a point and it's positive and we move on to the next game now. And in League Two, Luton manager John Still welcomes his former club Dagenham to Kenilworth Road. I supported them, played for them, managed them, uh, different times managed them. Um, so of course it is, Ab- absolutely it is, but you know the most important thing is, is the game. Also in League Two, leaders Wickham are at Exeter, Stevenage go to Portsmouth. There's commentary on Watford, MK Dons, Luton and Stevenage in three counties sport from seven. In the Champions League, Manchester City kick off at 5pm our time, away to CSKA Moscow. Later, Chelsea host the Slovenian side Maribor. And Bedford Rugby Club have been awarded the points from their opening British and Irish Cup match against Cornish Pirates nine days ago. The Blues lost the game, but Pirates have been penalised by the organising committee for a breach of rules concerning uncontested scores. Scrums. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at seven. There's a voice that keeps on calling me down the road. It's where I'll always be. Every stop I make, I make a new friend. Can't stay for long, just turn around and I'm gone again. Until tomorrow, I'll just keep moving on Down this road that never seems to end When new adventure lies just around the bend So if you want to join me for a while Just grab your hat, come travel like that's old style Maybe tomorrow, I'll want to settle down Until tomorrow, the whole world is my home Lots in the papers today. 
Straitjackets and psycho ward Halloween outfits damage efforts to treat mental illness, a health boss has warned. No, they don't. Hang on, is this last year? I'm sure we did this one, didn't we? John Lawler called the costumes offensive, adding people would never dress as a cancer patient. The Northumberland Tyne and Weir NHS Trust... What? Urge people not to buy the outfits, including a psycho ward costume with a jumpsuit and a Hannibal Lecter-style mask. Well, that's Hannibal Lecter. He wasn't insane. He was just too clever for the cops. That's why he was locked up. He was a bit insane. My interpretation of the film was he was too clever. That's why they had to put that thing on his mouth. He was a psychopath. Yeah, he's a clever man. Okay. That's so. That's not mocking mental illness. That's well, mocking I mean, intelligence. Eating people's organs, I think, was maybe a step a little bit in the wrong direction. In your opinion? Yeah. And pulling people's faces off. There is also a schizo outfit, a reference to schizophrenia. That may be inappropriate, but come on, guys. Wearing, we have a fine tradition of wearing straight jackets. Don't we? Escapologist. It was Houdini mocking mental illness? No. He was celebrating the fact that he was... It's intelligence. He was a clever man. Although, didn't he, um, didn't he, um, didn't he, um, drown doing one of his escapes? He did a number of silly things, yes. Oh, wait, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. This, 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 let's stop this, ban this sick filth. No, stop this nonsense. No, it's political madness gone wrong. There's nothing wrong with wearing a straitjacket to a Halloween party. Of course there's not. Except you're not going to... How are you going to hold your drink? Think about it. Um, with one of those uh, hats with the beer cans on. With the on. tubes on. I used to have one of those. And all, I bet you did. And also, you can get bras with those on. Can you? Yes. And also, um, there's nothing wrong with wearing a psycho ward shirt. Come on, guys. It's a bit of fun. You're not going around saying that, that people with mental illness... You're not, it's not even connected. Makes me so angry. So angry. There's a picture of those losers making that Dad's Army film. That'll be rubbish. Mm. Oh, wait, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. What you got in the papers? I'm just having a look. I've been upstairs doing work. Blind... Well, I'm doing work. Yeah. Blind darts team. You are having a laugh. Bagsy not scoring. Bagsy not being in the same village that that's happening. Do they... Does it... Does the board bleep or something? They've got it on bits of string. Oh. Meet Britain's first blind pub darts team. There's a reason for that, guys. Called the Optimists. Now, I'm all for... (laughs) Uh, 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 for pretty much equal rights. Blind people should not be throwing darts. Why not? Because they're blind! They can't see where the dart is going! Yeah, but they probably hit the board better than I would, and I can see. Well, barely. you got your John Lennon's on today, and by that I mean milk bottles, Deirdre Rashid. Oh. Uh, Sharon Waters, Richard Pryor... What? Uh, No. Rachel Beresford and Carol Pirrett hold a piece of string attached to the bullseye to help them locate the board from the Oki. They only miss and hit the wall about one in three throws. Hang on a minute. So 33% of their darts are not hitting the dartboard. They're hitting the wall. It's better than my average. Where should we avoid the Dolphin Inn in Grand Pound, Cornwall? Richard, 68, said, No one's been injured yet, although there's damage around the board. People might want to stand back, as I don't think we get any points for hitting spectators. <laughs> Flipping heck. I mean, seriously. Darts and pool are games that I play better when I've had a few. I mean, there is a limit. You know, I, am I end up being fl- rubbish again. But I am brilliant at pool. I am flipping brilliant. By luck. By pure luck. Just I've hit got, and hope. Just hit and hope, isn't it? That's all you've got to do with Paul. I do genuinely think we shouldn't allow blind people to play darts. Unless it's in, like, a, a blind club. So they're all blind. Who threw that? Well, surely it's more dangerous, then. But I'm not there, and I'm not bothered. Oh, It's not I, my problem. Oh, my goodness. No, it's not my problem. Oh, my goodness. 
Hey, um, the Daily Mail is so, so outraged by Amanda Holden's bottom shot from yesterday. Yeah. They've done a whole double-page spread of other things that she's flashed. Oh, They're so sense. outraged. They're just going to have another quick look at her doing this, doing that, doing this, doing that, and showing that. She's... Uh, Outrageous. Let's have another look. Outrageous. The sun, Let's have another look. The sun really <laughs> is um, doing the story that... Everybody should be doing, and, and, and hats off to the sun. The sun often gets knocked and mocked, but they're doing proper journalism Is that the today. exploding boobs on page one? It's not the exploding boobs, mate, and this is actually a very serious story, so just rein it in a little bit, because otherwise we'll appear insensitive. Go. It's day two of sex week, and you're all at it. Oh. Everywhere. Ski lifts, bouncy castles, JD Sports roof, bonkers places, Brits are bonking. Bouncy castles? You wouldn't get any purchase. A stra- uh, shoes off. Hannah Duckett, 19. She's a transcriber from C- Cambridge. Shouldn't be any adults on a bouncy castle, by the way. I know. Well, as long as they've got their shoes off. kicked off enough. Oh, I always get on the bouncy castle. Oh, I'm always... He's only, he's only little. Can I go on? He's only little. Well, yeah, go on. But no other... De- get in here. I'm flinging him about. <laughs> Hannah Duckett, 19. A transcriber from Cambridge. A stranger's shed. A stranger's... Shed? Have you got no respect, Hannah Duckett? Transcribe this. It was small and quite uncomfortable. Splinter hazard. Rachel Moody, 30, model. I've seen a picture, I don't think so. Oh, look at me, Steve Allen from Leeds. <gasps> oh. A horse box. <laughs> a horse box. You know what horses do in horse boxes? We were unloading the horses after being to a show when we realised there was no one around. That's a prerequisite for having it away. Oh, there's no one around. Um, the number 69 bus. No. Jack Bridlington, you made that up. Here we go. Alex, this is now Alex Green, 21, pieces delivery driver, Plymouth. In a public lavatory by a beach in Cornwall. Oh, romance. Yeah, but, no, and you you may laugh, but then he, laugh, but then he says, not the disabled one, the regular one. So that's meant principles. anybody, it's got principles. (laughs) Wow. Honestly, you guys really are romantic. Up a tree in a graveyard and on a roof, to name a few, says Up Jack Bishop. Up a tree? Bishop. Up a tree? Like a baboon? How do you... <laughs> oh, this is disgusting. <laughs> this is Jack Bishop, 20. He's a horse management student. What? A horse... horse management. What, what, you're studying horse management? Or is he a horse that's studying management? The strangest place is probably in a jacuzzi... All right, your own private jacuzzi. No, at Plymouth Pavilion Swimming Pool. Filth. I get in the jacuzzi in swimming pools. Filth. My little boy loves it in there. It just backs us up. The only people who like hot tubs oh. and jacuzzis are perverts. And this... OK, two more. Two more. The butterfly <laughs> section of London's Natural History Museum. Ugh. I hate that. I can't even walk in there. And listen to Brett Hayward. He's 22. He's a business student from Birmingham. And just says a lot about students... Brummies and Brett Hayward and his girlfriend. And, and men and women. In Weatherspoons. <laughs> I got my girlfriend a few drinks. Get this, Kels. I got my girlfriend a few drinks, then better a tenner she wouldn't do it in the toilets. She did. So basically, he gave her a tenner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. That's two more drinks. Oh, dearie. Crikey, me. Bobs, honestly. Oh, listen to Thomas Ling. Thomas Ling, he's 20... This is horrible. I'm sorry if you're listening. This will get some people. I don't care. Thomas Ling, 22. He's a sales rep from Worcestershire. On a train station platform once, but my first time was in my school toilets. I've had sex in McDonald's toilets as well. 
Oh, for goodness sakes. Can we go and put all of these people down? He really likes the smell of rim block, doesn't he? It... Oh, yeah. <laughs> what you got, Kath? Um, an advert for uh, Shave Tech Recharger. Oh, an epilator. Oh. Does anyone use those? Yes. Um, and also, oh. this multifunction music centre. Oh, yeah, beautiful. Stereo. Uh, yeah, I quite fancy a record player. Yeah. Maybe not this one. 249.99, but it's a reduction. It was 299.99. And the great thing about it is it looks like an old wireless. Oh, that! Oh, that's horrible. Is it your stomach? Yeah. Yeah. You should have had some cornies this morning when the cornies were doing you the rounds. Get a vibration plate for one hundred and twenty nine ninety nine. What's that do then? Um, vibrates you. Um, feel sorry for Brian Harvey. Of course, uh, Tony Mortimer ran from over himself. E seventy. He did run over himself. Brian Harvey. Tony Mortimer, friend of the show. Yeah. Love him. Friend of mine. Yeah. Well, here's a picture of uh, Brian Harvey. He's only tiny. He's having an argument with a copper. Again. 90s pop star Brian Harvey confronts a policeman outside Downing Street and demands, demands to see the Prime Minister. He had a ring binder in his research. Stunned tourists watched the bizarre showdown yesterday as the ex-E17 singer ranted the government had stolen his money. He told cops, you'll be dancing to my number one single at Christmas. Again. What's day another day? Is he going to release it? Brian left in his head, uh, but anyway, left. That. What about this one? Bus driver who threw gay couple off for kissing. Oh. This time the boys. Here we go. A gay couple were reportedly thrown off a bus when the driver saw them kissing. Watched them kissing. Transport chiefs were investigating after Jack James, 23, said he and his partner were subjected to a volley. A volley of abuse. Now, which is the difference between a volley and a rally? Uh, a volley when does it- comes from a higher... So does a rally Valley's bounce? Va- rally. Does a volley bounce? A volley can bounce. A volley, volley, One bounce is... Boom. Boom. Rally's more... No, mate, you're doing the bounce of damn busters. One bounces, one doesn't bounce. 08459 double five five. Maybe the um, bus driver threw him off before he went too far and was on the other list you were just talking about. Let's so, find so, out. So there's, and let me get this right. There's two gay fellas on this bus, they're having a kiss, and the bus driver tossed them off. No. They were chatting away when my partner, says James, gave me a peck on the lips. Right. The bus driver shouted, Hey, you two, don't <laughs> do that on my effing bus or you can get off. I don't want to watch that. Well, would he be watching it? He'd have to turn around. So at what point did he toss them off? Mr James of Greenwich, South East London, told the evening Stanit that they could not believe the driver's comments were directed at them, adding, when the bus stopped at our stop, I politely asked if he was talking to us. His reply was, yeah, it's my bus, it's my rules, and if I don't want to watch it, that's disgusting. Is Get it? off the bus. And he told us we were not real men and we should F off. Is it like um, black cab drivers, that the bus drivers own their own buses? I think. Maybe this bus driver was the owner of, um, of of the company and he was just driving. Or maybe he was being overly officious. Blimey. The alleged incident happened on August the 8th, around 10.30pm near Blackheath. Oh, come on, guys. Transport for London's Ken Davidson said, all customers have the right to use our services without fear of being abused. And offensive behaviour is completely unacceptable. Well, that is unacceptable. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Starting off on the M1, starting to look very heavy, um, heading southbound between Junction 11 of Dunstable Road and Junction 9 for Redbourne. The M25 heading anti-clockwise, showing on the sensors to be very slow moving between Junction 21A for St Albans and Junction 20 for Kings Langley. Already building up on the North Orbital Road, just at Junction 21A for the M25. And in Park Street, the A414 building a little around Park Street roundabout. Seeing some delays at the moment of 
up to about half an hour on Thameslink in and out of Bedford to do check before travelling. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Nicola. It's 6.47. Looking forward to getting the weather very, very shortly as well. It's uh, Tuesday, the 21st of October. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A governor at the Bedfordshire School, where the head teacher is going on holiday during term time, is calling for the resignation of the chair of governors. A shopkeeper who's facing eviction from her business in Hemel Hempstead is blaming most of her financial problems on council roadworks. And British scientists have taken part in a pioneering new procedure that's enabled a paralysed post. Polish man to walk again. Let's get the weather. Here's Kate. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, it's a very exciting day of weather. It's a very windy and wet start. Now, I'm looking at the satellite picture. The main band of rain, um, the tail end of it is just skirting past uh, Cheson at the moment. So pretty much blown out of our region literally we have a very strong northwesterly breeze the temperature outside at the moment is 12 13 celsius it is going to get colder as we head through the day which is a bit backwards usually it gets warmer today it's going to feel much colder by the time the sun sets now the wind today the met office has a yellow weather warning in place for this strong wind ex-hurricane gonzalo we have the remnants of it we could be seeing gusts of 40 50 miles per hour out along the children's perhaps slightly stronger than that on high ground the wind could be a little bit stronger the gusts could be stronger anyway and that's valid until later on this afternoon now this main band of rain i was talking about which is just about cleared the area behind it it was a cold front behind it the air is much clearer so we are going to get plenty of sunny spells today but mixed in with that sunshine squally showers and it's when those showers hit or blow through they'll blow through quickly it's going to be really unpleasant our strongest gusts are likely to happen then so a mixture of sunshine and showers and a very strong strong northwesterly breeze maximum temperature not likely to get much above 12 celsius by the end of the afternoon so it's going to feel noticeably colder than it has done recently overnight eventually clear spells uh, the wind falls a little lighter not too much but it does ease off slightly it's not quite as fierce as it is during the day but the temperature is going to drop minimum down to four celsius for tomorrow a dry sunny start but the cloud increase is going to still be breezy tomorrow but again not quite as fierce as today's winds the maximum temperature 13 celsius and that is your forecast. What do you want, Richard? Hello, Princess. Yes, Mum. Now, listen, I'm surprised the bus driver didn't get in trouble for joining in and tossing them off. Thank you very much indeed. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. It's a beautiful village. We're surrounded by nice open countryside. From the top of the springs, looking down, it really is... Stunning. All this week, we're uncovering Barton Le Clay. It's a super village. It's got all the amenities. You've got the old part on one side of the A6. You've got the newer part on the other side. Telling everyone about where you live. It's a nice atmosphere. People walking the dogs. In snow, in sunshine, in a beautiful sunset. I wouldn't leave it. If you paid me millions, I still wouldn't leave. I love it here. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks from BBC Three Counties Radio.
Heim? Heim? Heim. I think that's Heim. Ask Kelly. She's I'll ask Kelly. That's Heim. Yeah. Thank you. She corrected me. It's about Heim. It's not... What, what Heim I think Corey that's Haim, it. but it's nothing to do with Corey Haim. Let's, let's name their albums. It's about Heim. Yeah. What Heim is it? Supper Heim. <laughs> Heim, you went home. <laughs> MC Hammer Heim. <laughs> Turn back Heim. That's their greatest Heim hits. forever blowing bubbles. <laughs> Heim on top of the world, looking down on creation. On creation. The only explanation I can see. Whoa. Huh? Got the words wrong. Oh, no, it's not theirs. Um. Heim. <laughs> Looking through you. Got any just? Heim to eat. I'm hungry. <laughs> hey, that was a great track. That, that is I like what that. I describe as a turntable hit. Great stuff. I don't know what that means. <laughs> it means it sounds great on the radio. Doesn't have to be a big hit single, but for me, that's a great radio hit. Isn't a it, turntable hit. Isn't it deliciously retro? Mm, it's beautiful. No one says time to eat. No, they don't. They say supperheim. <laughs> <laughs> or dinnerheim if you're or tea teaheim if you're common. Teaheim, yeah, I'm common. Um Anyway. Hang on. Uh, heim. What heim is it? We've done that one. <laughs> What's the Heim, Mr. Wolf? Not done that one. That's a kid's album. Supperheim. <laughs> we did Supperheim. That's the answer to what's the Heim, Mr. Wolf. I'm feeling Heim. Huh? Hey? Hmm? Hey? I don't know. Heim to go home? I think it's... Uh, guys, I think it's Heim we carried on with this. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, um, uh, Barton yeah. the Clay, we are, yeah. we are uncovering Barton the Clay this week in mm-hmm. Home of the Big Tour. What have you got for us, boss? Yes, yeah, celebrating Barton the Clay. Um, I've been to Barton, uh, the home of our big tour this week. I've been asking people what Barton the Clay is famous for. Here's what people had to say, boss. Giza, from Ian Lee Show, how you doing? What's Barton the Clay famous for? <laughs> Virtually nothing, I should think. <laughs> Tim, what's this place famous for? Uh, the Blur song, uh, Country House, was based on a house here in Barton. 
owned by, uh, I think he was their manager at the time. And he's got a big house in the country here in Barton, and they wrote about it. <laughs> it's a great story, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's a true story as well, yeah. Hey? What's it famous for? Well, it's shops and everything. There's a fish and chip shop there. doesn't look very famous to me. Well, it is if you have any fish and chips. I'm J-Dog from Ian Lee Show. You well? Yeah, yeah, fine doing okay, mate. What's your name? I don't know you at all. I'm J-Dog. From where? Three Counties Radio. Oh, I see. Sorry, mate. Sorry, <laughs> I didn't realise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm Clem. Clem. Hey, Clem, lovely to meet you today. Clem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what's the vibe like here in Barton the Clay? Is it a good place to live? Oh, yeah. Very, very good indeed, yeah. Very good indeed. It's not as small as people think because there's lots of houses and that yeah. over the other side, but it's quite nice. What's it famous for? Uh, the springs. You know, the springs, you know, the springs. Ooh. What's your name? Lucy. What's the best thing about Barton? What's it famous for? I don't know. Fair enough. Thanks very much. You're welcome. Um, well, not a lot really, but our football team has been to Wembley, 78, 1978. What, Barton Rovers? Yeah. Really? Yeah. What game was that? F H, um, what was it? Vars, and they lost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from that, it was a good vibe. Fine, yeah. <laughs> All right. Giza. Yes. <laughs> there right? you go. Uh, Giza. 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 Hi. Giza. Yeah. Giza. I think we get the message. Giza. <laughs> Giza. Time to go. Giza. <coughs> Giza. 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 Sounds good. Good production. Giza, 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 Giza. Travel news for beds, hearts, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Starting off this morning on the M1, heading southbound, very heavy at the moment, between Junction 11 at Dunstable Road and Junction 9 for Redbourne. Taking a look at the M25, that's a very heavy moving at the moment, between Junction 21A for St Albans and Junction 20 at Kings Langley. The A1M's also looking heavy on the speed sensors, around Junction 8 for Stevenage. and and It's queuing already on the Barnet Bypass, heading Giza. southbound. Between Sterling Corner and Mill Hill Circus. Get a life, man. T- Take a look so far at the trains and delays. What's about Geezer. half an hour in and out of Bedford at the moment. Also, there is a Met Office weather warning for Gales the three counties. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. I'm going to murder Ian Lee. Giza. Morning, this is... <laughs> you can't. We're the BBC. We are not heart. We are not capital. We're not one of those rubbish little radio stations that someone set up in an office on a trading estate in Milton Keynes. We are the BBC. And you cannot start a piece with... Giza. You can't do it. Deary, dearie me. Right, um, lots coming up. I can't remember what... I'll have a little... Uh, I'll, I'll regroup during the news. Here's Simon. Giza. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. 
It's seven o'clock. The headlines. Head teacher holiday row continues. Heart shop owner facing eviction blames roadworks and travel disruption as hurricane remnants hit UK. BBC Three Counties Radio. A governor at the Bedfordshire school where the head teacher is going on holiday during term time is calling for the resignation of the chair of governors. The Reverend Jeremy Crocker says he disagrees with the decision to allow Elstow Lower School head teacher Jenny Winder to take a break in the Caribbean in January and claims governors were given little opportunity to discuss the matter. More from Catherine Boyle. In a letter to BBC Three Counties Radio, the Reverend Crocker, who's the rector of Elstow Abbey as well as a parent governor at Elstow School, says he feels implicated as a possible source of the leak to the press over Mrs Winder's holiday in a letter home to parents yesterday. He denies this, but says he did raise the matter with the Chair of Governors, Kevin Hunter, because he had misgivings about what he calls the double standard of a head teacher taking holiday in term time. The Reverend Crocker says the decision was presented to them as a fait accompli, and Mrs Winder was president in the meeting, something she's denied. The shopkeeper who is facing eviction from her business in Hemel Hempstead is blaming most of her financial problems on council roadworks. Michelle Smith has run off-the-wall antiques in Hemel Old Town for 14 years. More from Jane Killick. Michelle Smith is being evicted by her landlords, Decorum Borough Council, in a week's time because she has rent arrears of £4,500. She's blaming many of her problems on roadworks, which started in June 2013 and lasted nearly a year. She says she got help with reduced rent during that time, but things haven't improved because customers keep parking on a poorly marked bus stop outside her shop and getting parking tickets. British scientists have taken part in a pioneering new procedure that has enabled a paralysed Polish man to walk again. Cells capable of regeneration were transplanted from the man's nose into his spinal cord. The treatment was carried out by surgeons in Poland with help from experts in London. The founder and former leader of the English Defence League, Stephen Lennon, is back in jail. A statement on Facebook from his supporters said he'd been recalled to prison for 28 days for responding to a threat on Twitter. Lennon from Luton was sentenced in January to 18 months in prison for mortgage fraud. He was released in June under licence. Travel disruption is predicted today as the remnants of Hurricane Gonzalo sweeps across the UK. Nick Qureshi is at Heathrow. Winds of 75 miles an hour are predicted along the coast and 65 miles an hour inland as the storm heads east with the potential to bring down trees. Heathrow says around 130 flights with the 20 biggest carriers have been cancelled today because longer intervals are needed between planes taking off and landing. British Airways says it has cancelled a number of flights and has urged passengers to look at their bookings online. And Virgin Trains is warning of disruption, advising commuters to check their journeys before setting off. In sport, Manchester United drew two all at West Brom in the Premier League last night. There's a full football league programme tonight with matches for Watford, MK Dons, Wickham, Luton and Stevenage. The weather, the wet and windy conditions should clear, followed by sunny spells and scattered showers, staying windy and feeling much colder though a maximum temperature 12 degrees celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties bbc three counties radio's big tour of beds hearts and bucks from the top of the springs looking down it really is stunning all this week we're uncovering barton leclay it's a lovely friendly village everybody knows everybody and there's plenty to do telling everyone about where you live i think we've made more friends here quickly in the four and a half years we've been here the big tour of beds hearts and bucks bbc three counties radio 
sorry to break this conversation about why you've stopped wearing a watch, Catherine. I've got a show to do. Is that okay? okay? Yes. Thank you. You've thrown me with the watch thing. Why don't you wear a watch? Clangs. Yeah. And I don't like being at anyone's beck and call. Yeah. Yeah, time. You, in your face time. Yeah. My time. Your time. Oh, hi. Nice to meet you. <laughs> What's on the show this morning, Catherine? All manner of things and stuff. We're going to be talking about... Um, we've had a letter through from uh, one of the parents who were a uh, parent governor at the school we were talking about yesterday. Yeah. It's more interesting than that. Stick with it. Do you remember yesterday we were talking about the head teachers taking time off during Well, you're, you're still time. trying to sell it. Why don't we, we're going to do that story in a moment, so don't... Well, anyway, it's about that. OK. Uh, we're also talking about uh, the Hemel Roadworks. Uh, yes, again. Again, Apparently the hangover again. is still lingering. Again. And also we're talking about this woman who's been spotted in Wendover Woods. Yeah. It's thought she may be sleeping rough. Yes, in 2014 there Sad was a woman that. living in the woods. Sad that. You can give us a call about that or anything you fancy, to be honest. You know the rules. You can pick up the phone and give us a call. 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. OK, so the story we talked about yesterday, and uh, I know uh, Jonathan picked up uh, picked it up as well, uh, Elstow School, the headmistress, Mrs Jenny Winder, she's been there for 14 years, apparently she's done an excellent job, the school is now outstanding. She's announced that she's taking a week off uh, at term time in January to go to the Caribbean. OK. A letter was sent out to parents yesterday. If you've got a copy of that letter, I'd love to uh, hear from you. 08459 455 555. Or you can email it, ian.lee at bbc.co.uk. Um, and we were told yesterday that this time off had been approved by the Chair of Governors. Well, things have moved on slightly, haven't yeah, we they? We were told it was a reasonable request, yeah. and it was understood that for personal reasons she had to go during term time, and it had been approved by the Governors. Not quite what happened, according to Jeremy Crocker, who is the Reverend of uh, Elstow Abbey, the rector of Elstow Abbey and also a parent governor at Elstow School. He's written to us to clarify his position because he feels he's been implicated as the source of the leak to the press because this this was all over the newspapers uh, this weekend and he believes that Big in story, a letter yes. home he's been kind of uh, pinpointed as the, as the source of this leak. Um, in this letter last night he says um, that they, there's talk of uh, Mrs Winder saying that she left the room while the discussion took place into what would happen about this holiday. Um, Jeremy Crocker says this is untrue. The reality, according to this letter we have here, was that the governors were given no opportunity to discuss the issue without Mrs Winder there, and the chair was very firm that he'd made the decision already. I therefore voted in favour somewhat uncomfortably. Um, Reverend Crocker continues, I can confirm that it was me who then wrote a confidential letter to the chair of governors at the end of July, questioning the wisdom of the decision. Apart from my misgivings about the double standard of a head teacher taking holiday in term time, I warned the Chair of Governors that this is the sort of thing that gains press attention. He assured me the decision was right and that there was nothing to worry about. Now, in this email, he talks about this um, decision being presented to the committee as a fait accompli and that there was little opportunity for a serious discussion about it because the teacher was in the room. And he holds the view, he says, in light of the disingenuous way this has been handled, with the very unhelpful media attention, that the Chair of Governors should resign. Mrs Winder should apologise to both staff and parents and she should not go on the holiday. It also says here, two governors have called for my resignation, however I will not resign as my own integrity remains firmly intact. One small point I'd raise about that, he did vote against what he believed in. 
I don't know, you know, which, which seems an odd thing to do. If they felt pressured, well, then that's one thing. But he says, two governors have called for my resignation. However, I will not resign as my own integrity remains firmly intact. I, 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 I'd love to see a copy of this letter or have you read it out to us. The letter that was apparently sent uh, home with the kids uh, of Elstow School yesterday. If you've got it, 08459 455 555. And when we talked about this story yesterday, we wanted to give Mrs Winder a fair uh, right of reply. We yes. tried to do that. She didn't want to speak to us. She said she'd taken the decision. Um, her personal life was her personal life and that was the end of it. Some of the parents who called us and contacted us afterwards suggested that um, perhaps her attitude to taking holidays in term time didn't extend to them and that it had been made very difficult for them. Some of them in quite difficult circumstances had wanted to take their child out of school for uh, weddings and funerals and uh, it had not been made easy. So if you want to give us a call on that one, 08459 Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number if you want to give us a call on that. And if you have got a copy of that letter, would love to, uh, to to see it. You can email it as well. Ian at bbc.co.uk is the uh, email address. The, uh, the the correct spelling of Ian, of course. Can you believe, Catherine? Some people still spell my name incorrectly. Wow. By a i n dot l w e. At uh, uh, no, hang on. What is my what is my email address here? I nearly gave up my own. Why are we so secretive about our own private email addresses? Because it's not like I'm giving you my house address. What's your house address? Sorry? What's your house address? It's, it's the address where I live. What? I you, get enough nonsense through there. That's why I don't want you to know my email address. Ian.lee at bbc.co.uk. Now, it seems that the uh, hangover from the Hemel Roadworks saga continues. Another shopkeeper says she's fallen victim to the dramatic drop in footfall caused by the renovation of the old town. Remember, the works were supposed to take a few months and they lasted almost a year. Michelle Smith uh, owns Off the Wall Antiques and joins me now. Morning, Michelle. Good morning. So tell me about Off the Wall Antiques. How long have you been there? I've had my shop for 14 years. Gosh, a long time. Yes. And, yeah. uh, and how has business been up until these roadworks were taking place? If I'm honest, um, business hasn't been very easy up there for a number of years. So the old town was languishing for quite some years before the roadworks started. Mm. But about must be four years ago I went to CMP Mike Penning and begged him to get the council to address the fact that there were you know wasn't much footfall in the old town so it was really Mike Penning who um sort of instigated and pushed the works that then were you know um started to and these are these are big big renovations to the old town it took a long long time it's a story that we we covered a lot and um did business suffer did business get worse during those roadworks oh for sure there was virtually no footfall at all yeah and um the road was closed several times people were obviously alienated from coming up there during the roadworks very difficult they've been finished for a while now yes have things improved? Have things changed? In one sense, they have, in that some of the customers are better. They're coming sort of from further afield, probably because they've heard that the renovations have been done. Um, so people are coming um, from Harrow, from London, which is good. Mm. But there are never enough of them, and the street is like a ghost town most of the time. So although the quality of the customer seems to have improved, because the old town looks beautiful, Mm. now it's finished, uh, 
there's a well there's probably less footfall now than there was before the roadworks started and there's a phantom bus stop there isn't there i don't know if this situation has changed when it when uh, it was all the work was done there was a bus stop there but no one was running a bus service mm-hmm. are, are there any bus services there and, and does that bus stop cause you many problems there is no bus service Still. there um, which is a source of continual aggravation for me. I went to see Andrew Williams a month or so ago to talk to him about it, to see how he was going to address this. Mm. He refused to um, to suspend a bus bay. And I asked him, you know, um, have you spoken to the bus companies about getting buses back up here? And incredibly... He said to me at that time that he hadn't even spoken to them during the whole of the 11 months of the roadworks and the months ensuing. And the end result of it is is we have a bus stop without a bus. Doesn't look like there's a prospect of buses coming because the issue is that now it's one way. The elderly people or the people who would want to use the bus want to return and obviously they're not going to do that with one-way system. But he's still refusing to do anything different with it. And I'm constantly going outside my shop, warning people not to park there. Mm. Because obviously lots of people have been ticketed and it's alienating people from coming back. It does. I mean, part of the, the, these works were to make it easier to park. And it does seem crazy that there is a, a bus stop that isn't being used and you can't park there. Absolutely. And if what you're saying about them not talking to the bus companies while the works are being done is true, then that, that really does, it, that's quite narrow-minded, isn't it? Short-sighted. How are the other, have you spoken to any of the other shopkeepers? How are they finding things since the roadworks were finished, since the street was, was completed? Well, you know, everybody is commenting on the lack of footfall up there. <clears throat> and so everybody is still finding it immensely difficult. What are you doing? How long do you think you've got left in, that, in, in the shop? How bad is the situation? The situation couldn't be any worse, really. Um, I have a notice of eviction that um, I received only days ago, giving me um, a date of the 28th of October, which wow. is next Tuesday at 11 o'clock. So, uh, and so I'm sorry, I, I, I don't know how these things work. What happens then? You get kicked out, it gets boarded up. Is that... It wouldn't be boarded up, no. but certainly I'd have to hand the keys over to the council and they would repossess the shop. Um, there's no court hearing, although I am planning to yeah. appeal to the court to suspend it. How much, mo- how much money do you owe? Well, I actually owe more than 4583 I think, the sum that they're asking me for. But they've asked me for uh, that amount of money... Um, and asked me to find it in two weeks. I was paying my rent and paying some of the arrears back every month. Mm. So it's not that I'm not paying. It's just that they are not giving me the opportunity to carry on paying my arrears slowly. Um, And I'm very upset because they've gone back on promises made to Mm. me. I went to see them in April. I told them... It was actually my idea to have the meeting and I told them that I uh, was still very finding it extremely difficult. I talked to them about ways I could move the business on, increase turnover, etc. Mm. And at that time, my arrears were known to them. And they said to me, as long as you carry on paying your rent and arrears every month, you know, make sure you do that, which mm. I have complied with. OK, well, l- listen, Michelle, we're running out of time. You set up a crowd funder. Yes. Page, haven't you? Yes. How, how, how do people find that and what are you hoping they'll do? 
crowdfunding is something I found out very recently. I didn't know about it before. Um, it's something that I'm loath to do, but I just can't see how I'm going to find that amount of money mm. in a week. I've got lots and lots of stock in my shop, but no opportunity to sell it very quickly. Um, the crowdfunding site is a way that individuals or communities can get together and raise funds in a sh- you know short period of time. Yep. You can find it, well, crowdfund it. Uh, the um, actual um, link for it could be found on my Facebook page, Off the Wall Antiques okay. Facebook page, or you could find it on the crowdfunder okay. website. And I'm basically... If people do give money, they're not giving money to me as such. Like, for instance, if they give me £10, I'll give them a voucher for £15 worth of okay. goods in my shop. OK, brilliant. Well, listen, I wish you the very best of luck. Uh, let's keep our fingers crossed and maybe we'll speak. Is it the 28th? Yes. Can we speak to you then? Yes. Michelle, I wish you the best of luck. It's, uh, if you want to go to the shop, it's uh, Off the Wall Antiques. Uh, it's uh, in Hemel Old Town, 08459 555555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Starting off this morning in Dunstable, very slow moving on the A5, the High Street, heading southbound between Church Street and Luton Road. The A1M's looking very heavy on the sensors at the moment between Junction 3 for St Albans and Junction 1 for the M25. It's queuing at the moment on the M25, heading anti-clockwise between Junction 21A for St Albans and Junction 19 at Watford. And taking a look so far at the A10 in Chestnut, that's very heavy as well between the Great Cambridge Road and Junction 20 for the M25. Taking a look so far at the train, seeing delays on Thameslink in and out of Bedford due to a signalling problem, so do check before travelling. Also, a Met Office weather warning has been issued across the three counties, so do be aware of that when being out on the roads. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Nicola. It's 7.18 or thereabouts. It's Tuesday the 21st of October. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A governor at the Bedfordshire School where the head teacher is going on holiday during term time is calling for the resignation of the Chair of Governors. A shopkeeper who is facing eviction from her business in Hemel Hempstead is blaming most of her financial problems on council roadworks. And British scientists have taken part in a pioneering procedure that's enabled a paralysed man to walk again. BBC Three Counties Radio. On BBC One. There's a story that unites each of us with every animal on the planet. It's a story of the greatest of all adventures, the journey through life. They will fight battles. They will be strong, cunning and ingenious and will do whatever it takes to win a mate. Life Story with David Attenborough. Many lives, one epic journey. Starts Thursday night at nine on BBC One and BBC One HD. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. You guys... I'm putting on my top hat, says Tim Gardner. <laughs> I'm a believer, says Scott Balks. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mono says, sweet Carol Heim. These are all on Twitter. Brackets. What's occurring here, by the way? No idea. <laughs> Someone's just joining in and doesn't know what they're doing. And uh, Paul says, Heim just sitting watching flowers in the rain. 
Ladies and gentlemen, we're playing the Heim game. It's an obscure band that no one's ever heard of, and we're making jokes about their name, and you are joining in, even though some of you don't know what you're joining in with. They're good, though. They're good. And, and this will be some sort of idea. To, I'm going to send all these to the girls from Heim. These are um, all names of their future albums. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, wait, four, four. We've got nothing really for the listener to get their teeth into today, but I don't mind that. I don't mind that that we haven't thrown out a kind of big talky talk talk point. Uh, but people can just phone in and and just uh, have a chat. What about kissing on the bus? What about kissing on the bus? We've done. Uh, didn't we do this the other day? We could do kissing on the bus. Would you? Well, why why would you want to kiss on a bus? Why wouldn't you? This is because two uh, gay lads, um, the bus driver, the bus. the bus driver tossed them off the bus because they were kissing. Kissing on a bus. They weren't even doing proper, like, they weren't even doing... It was half... Listen, half... If you've ever been in London, right, and got the night bus, half past ten at night, I've seen people smoking drugs. I've seen... I have seen someone... Yes, I've seen that. Doing that? Yeah. With the... Unbelievable. Yeah. A little... Kiss, kiss. But um, you can give us a call about that. I mean, that, that, it's, uh, the, the whole we had this thing, didn't we, about some lesbians last week having a little peck peck in uh, Sainsbury's and yeah. getting booted out. I, I don't like public displays of affection, but this it would, if what this gentleman is saying, it, this is uh, homophobia, isn't it? That's that's absolutely. What I can't imagine what it must be like to not be able to hold hands with your partner or give them a kiss if you feel so moved to do so. You know, just because of what other people might think, and to be thrown off a bus. Ridiculous. 2014, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Diana is listening to us in Vancouver, Canada. Well done, Diana. I would like to be in Canada right now. How about you? What do they say over there? Who aboot you? Who aboot you, eh? You want some bacon, eh? I got some bacon for you, eh? Do you want some bacon, eh? Do you want some bacon, eh? What's bacon, eh? You want some bacon, eh? Eh? They say eh a lot. They say eh at the end of the sentence, eh? Eh? Do you want some bacon? I got... Who aboot that bacon, eh? Boils? Just had a tweet through from Jade, and I think she wins. I know this isn't a competition. Maybe we could give her a chufty badge. We'll give her 500 quid. I'm being swallowed by, by a boa constrictor. constrictor. I'm being swallowed by a boa constrictor. I'm being swallowed by a boa constrictor. And I, I really, don't really like like it. Very it much. I don't know. Hang on oh, a second. Let's let's no, let's no. let's listen before we do the next story. Let's let's hear the original version. I'm being swallowed by a boa constrictor. I'm being eaten by a boa constrictor. I'm being eaten by a boa constrictor. I'm being eaten by a boa constrictor. And it goes like this. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. Tasha's kids. Three counties radio. Tasha's kids. It's all that's labelled as Tasha's kids. Now, here's a, 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 an interesting and, and probably very sad story. People living near Wendover Woods fear that a woman sleeping rough there may not survive the winter. Local cafe owners have started um, leaving out food and warm clothes for her after spotting her going through the bins. Well, John Warbrick from the cafe in the woods is on the line now. Morning, John. Morning, Ian. This is a really sad story. How long have you been aware that this, this woman is, is in the woods? Yeah, it is a sad story. Uh, I've known about her probably for about the last three or four years, um, uh, so she's been, I think she's been living rough now for, for, for several years, I think five or six years, um, um, one lady said recently. 
Um, and yeah, a couple of winters ago, she was. It was the winter that was ever so cold. It was perishing a cold at night. It was put down to about minus ten, minus twelve at night up at Wendover Woods. And the uh, the lady was sleeping in our bin compound. I think just to get off the ground and just to give herself some warmth and some insulation in our bin bags. So yeah, it was ever so sad. So we came and found her one morning sleeping in the bins, um, and then sort of raised the alarm and tried tried helping this lady. And um, I actually sort of followed her into the woods for for several miles on one occasion, just trying to talk some reason into her. And did you manage to speak to her, John? Yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah. And and she was coherent and could speak back. Uh, yes, she was. Uh, she was speaking in, in tongues and in riddles and going around in circles. She wasn't quite quite of sort of sound mind. Something oh dear. Is wrong. But um, yeah, she, uh, every now and again she made perfect sense. So you kind of encouraged you that you were you were getting through to her or you, you were getting somewhere. But four miles later, I was I was so lost. I, I, I didn't know where I was. Any any idea how old she is, John? Yeah, I'd say about fifty five. Um, yeah, 50, 55, 60. She and, looks a lot older, obviously. And the implication I've, I've kind of just made up from what you've said is that maybe there, there might be some kind of mental illness there as well. There clearly is, yes. Yeah, there's yeah. clearly some, 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 something's happened in the past, yeah. Um, it's, it's, so, it's so tragic. We don't know anything. We don't, do you know her name or anything like that? No, no, nothing, unfortunately. Um, we know that she's, she's, she's very religious. Um, she was sleeping down at the bottom of uh, Wendover Woods, between Wendover Woods and, and Wendover itself. And we found, like, a little den that she'd made for herself and one of her places that she she sleeps but i think she's got various places that she stays and yeah. she's, she's a real survivor she's an incredible woman but it's just so sad that even to think sort of just last night with the wind and the rain and that yeah that, that some poor poor lady is out there sleeping under a tree somewhere have you spoken to the police or the council or social services about this yeah all of, all of those things um so when we first knew that she was definitely around up at the woods we we got in touch with all the 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 relevant services and the Forestry Commission um, have been very good about the whole thing too. And we got in touch with a local charity that, that came up and um, we t- went out searching for her one night. But she's, she's in a place where she really doesn't want, want any help, so it's, it's ever so hard to get through to her mm. to, to make her understand that we don't want to do anything. We just want to make sure that she's, she's got a hot meal and some, some clothes. And, and you've been leaving food and, and, and things for her, haven't you? Yes, we have. Um, not not so much not so much recently, but this was this was again during that that really really cold winter. We we, we were leaving coats and um, shoes and bin bags and and food and just some hot tea and coffee and some soup and things like that out for her, just because we honestly didn't think she was going to survive the winter. And is it true she's got bin bags on her feet? Yeah, that, that that's true too. Oh yeah. dear. Yeah, and she kind of carries her world on her on her hands. So she's got sort of various plastic bags, and she's she's never still. She's always always on the move. Well, uh, uh, John, this, uh, uh, this story makes me so sad. And, yeah. um, you know, w- well done for doing the, the bit that you've been doing because I think other people would have um, would have either ignored it or actually, you know, told her to jog on. So, so well yeah. done for at least trying to oh, well, trying to make contact with her. Yeah, thank you. And, and, and again, I just wanted to say thank you to one of our lovely customers that popped up on Sunday. And uh, they were really concerned and, and keen to leave something out for the lady. So we, we left a few bits up there last night. Uh, and I'm just about to leave the house now and... Go and open the cafe. Where the people like you should be celebrated, and everyone should come and buy a coffee and uh, uh, some <laughs> food from you. Where exactly the cafe in the woods? How, how would people find it? That's nice of you. And yeah, it's cafe in the woods. It's right at the top of Wendover Woods. Uh, we're open every day of the week. Um, and if you want to look at the website, it's cafeinthewoods.co.uk. Excellent, that. John. Uh, well done. Well done, you. I mean, good work. Because I, I am. Thank you, John. John Warbrick from Cafe in the Woods, Wendover Woods. Go and have something to eat there, because he's one of the good guys, isn't he? Most most people. 
most people. I make up. I imagine a lot of a lot of businesses like that would um, consider that that a negative. Someone like that wandering around mm-hmm. and would um, do their best to get rid of them. Uh, and John sounds like he's he's made more than uh, more than a decent effort to to make contact with her and make her life a little bit easier. Gosh, I had no idea that she'd been out there for years, for years. Sad, isn't it? My concern, my concern always about people like that is, is the weather to one side. Is that idiots will go and yeah. torment? You know, we'll, yeah, we'll she's go and... very vulnerable. If anybody, I mean, let's put this out there. If anybody knows anything about this woman, I mean, I don't need to know her surname or anything like that. This is obviously a life that she has chosen. We don't know if she is capable of necessarily making a rational decision around that. But if anybody knows anything about this this poor soul, 08459 455555. I've got a text through here from Ben in Buckingham said, the lady in the woods, do you know if she's been reported as a missing person? Surely there's someone out there who may be missing her. Well, not necessarily. If she's got no one in her life... Well, John Warbrick, Cafe in the Woods. Well done. We need more people like him, I think. Top bloke. 08459 455555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Starting off this morning in Hemel Hempstead on the A41. Very heavy moving at the moment between the Hemel Hempstead turn-off and junction 20 for the M25. So far, taking a look at the M25 itself, that's queuing at the moment between junction 17 for Maple Cross and junction 16 for the M40. And also taking a look at the A1M, that's very slow moving between junction 3 at St Albans and junction 1 for the M25. In Chesson, it's looking heavy on the A10 between Great Cambridge Road and Junction 25 at the M25 at Enfield. Looking at the trains and delays on Thameslink in and out of Bedford at the moment due to a signalling problem. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 7.30, I'm Simon Oxley. A governor at the Bedfordshire School where the head teacher is going on holiday during term time is calling for the resignation of the Chair of Governors. The Reverend Jeremy Crocker says he disagrees with the decision to allow Elstow Lower School head teacher Jenny Winder to take a break in the Caribbean in January and claims governors were given little opportunity to discuss the matter. A shopkeeper who is facing eviction from a business in Hemel Hempstead is blaming most of her financial problems on council roadworks and travel disruption is predicted today as the remnants of Hurricane Gonzalo sweeps across the UK. More than 100 flights in and out of Heathrow have been cancelled. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Manchester United drew two all at West Brom in the Premier League last night. United twice came from behind to earn a point, which leaves them ten points behind leaders Chelsea. There's a full football league programme tonight. Championship leaders Watford host fellow promotion chasers Nottingham Forest in the first home game for new Hornets head coach Slavisa Jokanovic. I am very excited. This is a big day for me. It will be first time in, the, in our stadium. I am sure my team going to improve it uh, with uh, uh, with, uh, with uh, supporters in the in the crowd in League One, Milton Keynes-Dons play their first home league game for a month against Fleetwood, but manager Carl Robinson says he's been pleased with their recent away games. We look very, very strong defensively. Um, to keep two clean sheets on the road, away at Yeovil and away at Leighton Orient on the spin is a, is a difficult task in itself. So I'm very pleased to get a point, very, very pleased. And uh, not the three points that we really wanted, but it's a point and it's positive and we move on to the next game now. And in League Two, Luton manager John Still welcomes his former club Dagenham to Kenilworth Road, still admits it will be a special night. 
I supported them, played for them, managed them, uh, different times managed them. Um, so of course it is, Ab- absolutely it is. But you know, the most important thing is is the game. Also in League Two, leaders Wickham are at Exeter, Stevenage go to Portsmouth. There's commentary on Watford, MK Dons, Luton and Stevenage in three counties sport from seven. And in the Champions League, Manchester City kick off at five, our time away to CSKA Moscow. Later, Chelsea host the Slovenian side Maribor. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin is at eight. If you hear a whisper, give us a shout. Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Getting um, lots of emails, well, a couple of emails about uh, that poor soul that's uh, living in the woods. And Mark in Bletchley says, and, and there's two things. Uh, there's, there's two things, sorry, there's, there's two things in this email that I want to flag up. Go on. First, well, the first one is the email. The second one is something within the email that I'll highlight later on. Uh, Mark says, it's strange you're talking about the woman living in the woods. I do a lot of walking off the beaten track here in Milton Keynes and you'd be surprised what you come across. Tents that come and go with homeless people and then in the middle of a wooded roundabout area you find them. It's quite sad really for 2014. But something that's interested me, you know what we're talking about when people say um, uh, that you're going bold yes. instead of bald? Yes. Okay, well, not really annoys me. Oh, he's, remember that bold fella? What, was he brave? No, he didn't have any hair. Oh, you mean bald? See, we Northerners don't have that problem because we pronounce our uh, vowels properly, so bald and bold. Well, I'm, I'm, glad, you bo- I'm glad you bought it up. If you could, if you could be, but if my you, mates do that. That really drives me crackers. Yeah, I know. But if I could ask, one problem I've got with you is you, is you just need to be a little bit more Pacific. <laughs> <laughs> Now, Mark, Mark, Mark has written here. Maybe it's a typo. He's not re- written uh, off the beat and track. He's written off the beat and track. Oh, nice. Well, I read earlier on from the vicar, actually, fate accompli is in fate gone yes. fate. Yes. It's actually F-A-I-T, like a deed uh, in French. Um... People do that all the time because, you know, there are certain things you don't write down very often. Uh, they don't. Well, another another one. I don't know. Uh, it took me ages to work out that it's common or garden. Yes. I thought it was common or garden, like communal. Oh, communal. Yeah. Communal. I thought, it was, I it was common or garden. Why would you say communal rather than communal? Why would you say common or garden? I don't even know what that means. Well, it's like a bird, isn't it? You know, a <sighs> ca- yeah, like a garden. You know, they have different, like a lesser spotted why would you kind say, of description of a bird. Why would you say common or? Um, it's and just like it's just like any old, isn't it? Well, why don't they say that? And what the hell is half of one, six, a dozen, the other about? It just means it's the same old thing. I have something that I've been thinking about. <coughs> oh, God. When you say, oh, I, he- I held on with all of my might, yeah. it means you held on with everything you have, yet might is really an uncertain word. No, it's not. Like it's strength. Might. Your might. Mighty. Yeah, but it's when the you're same like, root. Yeah, I might do that. Might not. Yeah, oh, but the word, can, the word can mean different things, mate. You know that some words can mean different things. Yes, I do. Well, then why are you having such difficulty with that, you plum? Because it completely contradicts itself. Plum. It means uh, a delicious fruit. In my house, it means my nadgers. And um, it can also mean you're a bit of a... Wally. What are you doing with your bag? Get some music to try and fill this dead air. What dead air? You started it by talking about You started it by being a plum. (gasps) Oh, it's like bell. Bell can mean ding dong. You also get a cheese bell. Yes. So you can get a baby one. Yeah. There we go. There we go. Oh, we go. Suddenly we can all relax. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what my 
my husband says that drives me crackers. Oh wait, four five nine four double five five double five. I can make up some box, good jokes. Box standard. I thought it was bog standard. Bog standard. Oh, here's one. Um, let me think what it is. Hang on. Oh, it's off uh, the bat. Off your own bat. Yeah. Some people say off your own back. Yeah, I know they're idiots. Oh, I'm trying to think of one that people, no one gets right. Um, oh, I know. Champing at the bit. People say chomping. Uh, they both, they're both valid, actually. Well, I They're both valid. It's not in my court of law. Um, uh, I need to... Um, um, oh, what is it? Um, Hanged and hung. No. Justin's always doing that one. Yeah, I know. Um, Obsessed. Uh, ah, yes! Bits and bobs. Yeah. What is it? Bits and bobs. No, no, no. What should it be? Bits and bobs. No, we... What's your beef? She's not getting it. Let's try again, lads. What should bits and bobs be? I don't know. She's not getting it, lads, is she? Bits and bobs. No, you... No, yeah, right, that's right. What sh- That's wrong. What should bits and bobs be? Tidied up. <laughs> She's not getting it, lads. Don't worry. We'll, we'll persevere. Bits and bobs. No. Oh, like wait, German. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Four, five, nine. Four, double, five, five, double, five. Someone breathes sense into this show. What should... When people say bits and bobs, they're saying it wrong. So what should it be? Are they? Yes, they are. What's the phones go mental? They're not. Oh, wait. Four, five, nine. Four, double, five, five, double, five. Bits and bobs. Bips and bob. Bip, bips and bobs. No. Close. Bips and baps. Bibs and bobs. Bibs? Bibs. No. Bibs and bobs. Why Stop bibs? It. I'm right. I am right. I'm right. It's bibs and bobs. Why, why bibs? I don't know why, Kelly. Why are you called Kelly? Why well, is this called life? I can tell you why I'm called Kelly if you really want to know. Actually, no. But bibs? Uh, is it to do with my clothes? I don't know what it like is. Bib and Tucker. I don't know why. I don't know the entomology of the phrase. Sense. Well, it makes it sense to be bits and bobs. But it's not. The language doesn't make sense. It's bibs and bobs. Here's Pretty another one. sure of that. Yeah. Here's another one. Ten- yeah. Tenterhooks. It's tenterhooks. Yeah, tenterhooks. I heard someone saying they were sitting on tenderhooks. I heard I someone. That's uncomfortable. Someone the other day said uh, instead of mumbo jumbo, they said mumble jumble. Oh, it's all out of our mumble jumble. <laughs> oh, it's all out of our mumble jumble. Thought you plum. You need a. You need a mumble jumble. Correct them. I just chuckled myself. I feel. I feel uh, superior. Yeah. I feel vaguely superior. Yeah. I think you don't know. You don't know how to speak. Well, you don't know how to speak. It's bibs and bobs. Yeah, but if you said that, I would think, oh, what a plum, you can't even say bits. But I would be thinking, I bet she's thinking I can't say bits, but I know that I'm right. Yeah, it's like, you know, you know, valet? Yeah. That, you know, a posh person would have. Yeah, it's a valet. It's a valet. Yeah, I know, that's nuts. It's Moet. Apparently. Yeah. I don't dabble in that very much. Oh, for God's sake, it's not him again. What do you want, Richard? Entomology, that's insects. And to say etymology. Hello? Are you going to finish that word, or...? Etymology, etymology. Is it bibs and bobs or bits and bobs? That one. And say, off your bat, off your bat, because off your bat in in cricket... Yeah, you can't say off your bat. Off his... Off his bat. Bat. I've got no idea what's going on. What's going going on? on? Norman Collier. (laughs) Norman Collier lives. It's off your bat. Off the bat. I tell you what a phrase I don't like is uh, step up to the plate. Why not? It's an Americanism. I don't, I don't play baseball. I've run the plates. Oh, there we go. I've yeah, spun I've the plates. Lived. Have you? Sure, why not? That's one of the most annoying acts. It's, it's that anno- and juggling. That, I don't like it. Oh, The good thing about jugglers is it's really easy to punch them in the face. 
Like chairs and tables. Nah, nah, it's still rubbish. No, I hate yeah, it. I hate juggling. I just think of the mess. It is rubbish. Nothing good about juggling. Let's do this. Fire eating the, as well. Let's go. Let's let's uh, invite criticism of, of of this act if we can term it loosely. But um, let's have um, annoying acts. Annoying acts. Now, someone has just um, sent me a text. Who is this text from? Oh, it's Scoins. Yeah, hone in. Odd, odds and hone. sods. Wow. You can say that. Sods of grass. That's oh, what that means, okay. isn't it? I think. I hope. So, annoying acts. This one to one side. The juggler. The Chinese plates. Oh, what? what's that? The, 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 what are you doing there? Sword swallow. The sword swallow she was miming. Oh, my gosh. Wowzers. And or fire eater. 08459 555 555 is the, uh, the phone number. The man what hammers the nail up the nose. Oh, the bedo nails. The woman that I got, pulls I the did the bed. Out. I did the bedo nails once, right? The blooming flipping Shaolin monks. They really do my nutting. I'm going to have them Shaolin monks, right? So it's a live TV show, and it's the Shaolin monks, right? What were they shouting for? Uh, <laughs> Couldn't you hear them? The Shaolin monks. And in rehearsal, so I was going to do the bed and nails. The bed and nails is easy. It's distribution of weight. It's never going to cause you any problem at all. Unless you've got four Shaolin monks, <laughs> arm, arm, leg, leg, and the, uh, the fella with the right arm doesn't lay you down gently. He drops you down <laughs> so the nails pierce through your shirt and pierce through your flipping skin, Shaolin monks. Yeah. So that's another act I don't like, the Shaolin monks. <laughs> I don't really like acrobats. I get too anxious watching yeah, acrobats. It makes me very, very nice. I don't like diversity. I mean, I like diversity as a concept. I don't like them as a dance troupe. Oh, I like that dancing all together. Nah. Yeah, I do. I like dancing all together. Nah. It's brilliant. I tell you what I like. I don't like it when the kid starts flying through the air, though. Stop it. No. Stop he, it. he bashed his head in Downing Street, didn't he? Did he? Yeah, they were doing, they, they were doing it in Downing Street, and he, he bashed his head. Right. I like, I like he's a good... actually quite... He's a man. I thought he was a child. I thought, gosh, yeah. where did they get this child I'm, from? And why isn't his mother concerned? Actually, he's a man. I met Diversity once, right? I was doing some filming with them, and I was kind of stood next to them, and I had nothing to say to them at all. I went, all right, fellas, I really like you. I think you're brilliant. I was lying! You know how they communicate normally? Psychic powers. the medium of... Paul's in Biggleswade. Morning, Paul. Uh, morning, Ian. What you got for us, boss? I've got a couple, couple of ones I don't like. Yeah. Okay. Now, how do you spell okay? Okay, A Y. No, so what? Okay. What? It's O dot K, isn't it? No, it's okay, A Y. Why would you spell it okay, A Y? Because that's how it's spelled. No, you just spell it okay. Well, th- well I bet you spell barbecue B A R B Q. <laughs> I don't know how to spell barbecue. BBQ. The, o- the other one I don't like is brought and bought. Oh, yeah. When people, you mean bring and buy? When, yeah, when people buy something from the shop and they say, I brought this. And you say, no, you didn't. You yeah. bought it. Oh, I brought it. I flipping hate that. Don't engage with them, Paul. It's not worth it. No, like you're right. What, what acts don't you like, Paul? What acts? What acts? Uh... Uh, um, or maybe you like all acts. No, there is one I don't like. Um, oh, we're here till nine. Yeah. No, is it so- knife throwing? No, uh, knife you don't mind throwing. that. No. Magic. I like magic. I like. I like a good hypnotist. I like it when they stuff a handkerchief into their hands and then whoosh. I know they do that. Fake thumb. 
<laughs> Paul, Paul, remember what act you don't like yet? No, I can't. You're going to have a disappointing evening, Paul. You'll be out one night and halfway through an act, you go, Oh, I don't like this. Here's something, and I'm going to ask the question. Oh, no. Why do some people say ox and not ask? Where does that come from? There was a girl at my school... Uh, I remember about seven years old, and she was made to stand up in front of the class because she could not say ask. And the teacher said, ask, A-S-K, ask. No, it's ask. Do you want to hear my guess? Yeah. And it is just a guess. Yeah. I think it's a Caribbean thing. Really? Mm-hmm. It's black people that, that, that generally that uh, I've noticed, and now young street people of all uh, ethnicities say So it. I wonder whether it's some sort of patois. 08459 four double five five double five. Why do some people say ox and not ask? And do you do if you say ox, do you realise that you're saying ox? Maybe you don't realise, because this girl at school, she thought she was saying ask. Or maybe it's like me when I say bath. Yeah, I'm doing it on purpose. Deal oh, with it. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Terry's in Luton. Terry, what, what can I ask you? What what upsets you? Good morning. Good morning, Terence. <laughs> um, well, you guys are all over the BBC say uh, acceptable instead of acceptable. So, c- give me that again, because that really is a fine uh, point you've picked up on there. Say that again. Yeah, acceptable. Have with- you ever looked to see if there's a word called acceptable? With an E? Yeah, there's no such word as acceptable. It's acceptable. Oh. And you all guys say it, he, he accepted this and he accepted that. Well, it's accepted. See, I l- have you noticed if I do it? Because I, I think I say acceptable. No, you say acceptable. You do it all the time. Oh, do I? Oh, I'm really... Yeah, and, uh, well, and, and, and everybody on the BBC, 24-hour news... Right, right. You're all, you're all accepting an acceptable... Right, Terry, I... I Terry, I accept yeah. that criticism, and I appreciate you highlighting it, and you are the... You're the seed that's going to change the BBC. I, I accept oh, what you're saying. Catherine, do you find that acceptable? I find that highly acceptable. Thank you, Terry. Except... very acceptable. When you're making an exception. <laughs> oh, Terry, thank you for that. Right, I, I accept that. I don't say it wrong, I say everything right. Sorry? Yeah. You don't say, you got to say it with that silly um, Frank Sidebottom voice. What do you mean, boss? Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Offer this morning from warning from the Met Office. Uh, weather warning for gales across the three counties. So do be aware of that when you're out on the roads this morning. The M1 heading southbound is very slow between Junction 11 for Dunstable Road and Junction 9 for Redbourne. Taking a look at Hemel Hempstead and the A41, that's looking very slow between the Hemel Hempstead turn off and Junction 20 for the M25. The M25 itself, that's queuing between Junction 17 at Maple Cross and Junction 16 for the M40. And the M40 you're heading a London bound that's very slow moving between Junction 5 at Stoking Church and Junction 4 for the High Wycombe Handy Cross roundabout so far taking a look at the Barnet Bypass that's looking slow on camera between Stirling Corner and Mill Hill Circus and delays at the moment of about 15 minutes on Thameslink in and out of Bedford due to a signalling problem Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio Thank you very much Lots of your suggestions for words that are mispronounced. Mispronunciation is one. Everyone says, oh, mispronunciation. Oh, it annoys me. And acts you don't like. And why do some people say ox and not ask? 
08459 455 555 7.47, Tuesday the 21st of October. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A governor at the Bedfordshire School, where the head teacher is going on holiday during term time, is calling for the resignation of the Chair of Governors. A shopkeeper who is facing eviction from her business in Hemel Hempstead is blaming most of her financial problems on council roadworks. And residents in Buckinghamshire say they are increasingly concerned about a woman living in Wendover Woods. Let's get the weather. Here's Kate. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. A very windy day across all three counties. The Met Office has a yellow weather warning in place across Buckinghamshire, Bedfordshire and Hertfordshire as well. We could be seeing gusts of 40, 50 miles per hour for some, maybe even 55 on higher ground. So a very blustery day. One or two showers around as well. They're coming thick and fast at the moment, actually, and they're squally showers. When they blow through, that's when our biggest gusts are likely to occur. So, yes, it's not a very pleasant day. Between the showers, though, we will get some decent sunshine. A cold front moved through earlier on this morning, which means we should get some clearer air and some sunny spells. The temperature, though, is going to work backwards today. It's actually going to get colder by the end of the afternoon, with temperatures dropping to around 11 or 12 Celsius, so much colder than it has been recently. Overnight, a clear night eventually. We'll get the temperatures dropping down. The wind falls a touch lighter, not significantly, uh, less fierce than today's winds. However, it does keep the air significantly churned up so the minimum temperature down to four celsius a chilly start for wednesday but a sunny one but then the cloud increases through the day still breezy the maximum temperature of 13 celsius and that's your forecast shrink wrapped every sunday from one can we firstly start by talking about what dementia actually is mm. dementia itself is not an illness but it's more a descriptive umbrella term shrink wrapped he was a pilot Prior to this. He just didn't want to be on his own anywhere and he wouldn't go out very much. So once you are diagnosed, what other help is out there for people? Even sometimes I struggle to find information and it's just a constant battle for everybody all the time. Shrink-wrapped every Sunday from one on BBC Three Counties Radio. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. One of the joys of doing this show is uh, the indulgence you uh, give us because most shows, uh, they have their talking points before the show starts and they go with it and they stick with it and they work it. And that's great. That works for them. Uh, We can't do that. Catherine and I can't do that. We can't come up with those good talking points before the show. They tend to evolve as the show develops. And that's what makes this so special. So we've just come up with two genius ones. We've come up with acts you don't like yeah. uh, and wrong words. Scott says, I don't like it when people say espresso. Espresso. Thank you very much indeed. And Michael has got a really good one here. Um, it's not hell of a mess, it's hell mess. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Paul's in Snowburns. Morning, Paul. Good morning, young man. What have you got for us, boss? Oh, uh, good. Where do I start? Um... News people and weather people always go Monday. It's not Monday, it's Monday, Saturday, Wednesday. It's not No, it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. <laughs> I know, it, oh. it drives me mad. Monday. What do they go? What do they go? They go Monday. Hey, today or Monday or Tuesday. It's, no, it's not. It's not D-Y. All right, say the. What's the third day of the week, Paul? Wednesday. No. No. Wednesday. It's Wednesday. 
It's Wednesday. 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 There's a D and an I, I love the way you go February. I'm saying, well. I'm saying the first R. No one says the first R in February. Imagine my favourite my favourite time of year is every Wednesday in no. February. Wednesday. Oh, Wednesday in Wed- February. Wednesday. Wednesday. You're tripping over everything. Here's now. one. Here's one. You right? There's a street in London, right? Yeah. Um, Baker Street is off it. Um, loads of streets run off it. It's a really big street, right? I'm going to spell it to you. M A R Y L E B O N E. How would you say that? Marleybone. Wrong. Marleybone. Correct, it's Marleybone. It's Bob Marleybone. Mm-hmm. I actually would have said Marleybone to begin with. Well, you did, yeah, you would have, because you, you had the opportunity to say it to begin with, and you I didn't. Know, but I just thought you'd try and trip me up. So, you know. I think those London roads are, are tricky on purpose, though, and some of those places. What's, what is it? Hey, no. Hey, no. Hey, no. Yeah, how do you say it? I like Ash- Ashby hey, de la Zouche. Yeah. Is it? It's Hey, no, isn't it? Hey, no. Hey, no. Hey, no, hey, no, don't dream it's over. Paul, any others before I cut you off? Uh, Thank you very much indeed. 08459 455 555. Words. Hey, Nold, hey, Nold, don't dream it's over. I'll never be able to ride that train again. Sorry? 08459 455 555. Words, uh, as I said incorrectly, and acts you don't like. Uh, but before that, something a little bit more uh, important, perhaps, in your sphere. Parents in Hertfordshire are being offered help with their kids' homework. The County Council has organised a number of special classes for mums and dads who struggle to support their children's education. Carol Bennett is Head of Business Development at Hearts for Learning. How has this come about, Carol? Hello. Um, I work for Hearts for Learning. As you said, we're an organisation that's sole mission, really, is to raise standards in learning in Hertfordshire. And we spent a lot of time talking to our schools about how we can improve standards and how we can help them to get their pupils to learn more. Um, And actually, the interesting thing was, as we watched the research, because we're a very research-based organisation, we noticed time and time again that the important factors in a child's learning were actually how involved the parents are, what kind of things they say to their children, how they work with their children, how engaged they are with the children. And this comes out in many, many studies. A a critical one was the Sussex University recent study that parents can make up to a 30% difference to the achievement of their children. And schools, they found actually only made up to a 5% difference, whether or not they were a good or an offset less good school. So we looked at this a great deal, and obviously many of us are parents and carers ourselves. We spoke to lots of parents on the school gates and the parents in our, in our families, talking to them about how they do work with their children. And what we found was there was a huge difference between the skills and techniques that we as teachers have been taught and the, the skills and techniques that parents have been taught. Um, so we've worked really hard to develop a new program for parents that's fun, that isn't and, uh, really riddled with jargon that means they can get really involved with their child's learning at home. I guess the, the, the problem is that those parents who are already involved with their child's learning won't need this, uh, and the people that you'll be trying to, to uh, approach are, are those people that have been put off from education in the past. So, so how are you going to... And, and the word... When, when people say the word fun, part of me shivers. Yep. It, it, it can be the middle-aged fun. No, no, it, we've worked really hard on that. We've actually uh, carried out three pilots. 
what we don't want to have is a targeted program that's only taken up by one group of parents. This is a program that's useful for everybody because actually although parents may be engaged with learning, what they often haven't had are the technical tips and tricks that are quite easy to learn that we as teachers have had in our training. And it's really interesting if you talk to parents, there is this shock that actually it's really easy to modify your language, to change your activities at home, it takes no more time. But these are the tips and tricks we use in the classroom all day. And if we can flow these through at home, we can have a huge impact. So every parent finds this useful. We've carried out three pilots and all kinds of parents from all kinds of backgrounds, whether they be primary age or secondary age or from special schools, are finding this has a real impact on their child's ability and keenness to learn. Because that's what we're keen to do is make sure children want to learn. It's kind of the sales of learning. All, again, if you look at the research, if all children, if you study their academic outcomes, the children that get the best academic outcomes will live longer they score happier in happy indexes, and they also earn more money in the longer run. So it's really important that we help our children want to learn for a long time. Carol, if people want to find out more about this, how, how do they? Well, they can contact us at heartsforlearning.co.uk, or they can search for parent to parent. So that's parent, the word, to the number parent. Um, if they Google that, they'll find out more. If they're in the Hemel, Radlett or London Colney area, there's a pilot running right now. If they're elsewhere in the county or in one of uh, Buckinghamshire, they can contact us and we can organise one in their local school. Carol, thank you very much. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. 08459 I had the joy of my uh, eldest reading a new book to me last night. It's brilliant, isn't it? It's brilliant. And he was getting um, really stuck on the word hop because it was written in a strange way. It was written hop, dot, 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 hop, dot, 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 hop. So we would read it hop, hop, hop. Uh, but the, the three dots confused him and he couldn't, he couldn't get his head around it. And then when he got his head around it, sorry, he struggled to get his head around it. When he got his head around it, he was, he was clapping himself. He, the joy that he could do this. And he was getting, he, towards the end, it was getting quite tricky. And he was getting very frustrated. And I said, oh, do you, you know what? You've, you've done enough. You've, you've done really well. We can put this down and you can go to bed now. He said, no, 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 I want to finish the book. It's a game. No, no, no. I want to finish the book. My boy. Isn't it funny? Because when they first come back from school with this sort of uh, soul phonics at the moment, no. I thought, really? Uh, this is never going to work. We got a chart where you had to look at the sounds and it, it just looked overly complicated to me. But when they get it, yeah. it's magic. It's, the, the doorway is opened to them. We've got a lot of uh, text through. Peter says, I love it when Catherine says bath. <laughs> Please say it again. It always makes me smile. Hey, Peter, bath. Um, espresso instead of... Uh, espresso instead of espresso, says Neil. Yeah. That's kind of middle class uh, yeah, yeah, anxiety, yeah, isn't it, really, yeah. that one? Uh, and, oh, things that people don't like. Acts that people don't like. Clowns and mimes are high up there. Oh, gosh. I can't stand those men in the street, or, and women sometimes, that paint themselves silver and stand there still. That's not an act. Standing still is not an if act. Give them fifty p. I would never indulge that. But give them fifty p. and They might move slightly. That's not. An I act. tell you, the act I do like that isn't an act, but is an act. It's the fella that's um, painted gold, right? No, 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 no. no. You lost but he's me. no, but he's um, he's, he's holding on. Stick. To, he's on a stick and he's floating. Yeah, that is brilliant. I saw a brilliant street act once. It's the only one I've ever liked. Yeah. right. And it was a man. I've got to go to Daniel in Aylesbury. It looked like a rabbit in a hutch. I've got forty-five seconds. Okay, but it was a man's head in the rabbit. It was a talking rabbit. Daniel's in Aylesbury. I'm sorry that you had to hear about a man having his head shoved up a rabbit's bottom there, Daniel. What have you got for us? That's okay. Um, Phrases I hate. Would of, should of, could of, instead of would have, should have and could have. You you need to have a word with Beverly Knight, because I think she had a song called Shoulda, Woulda, Coulda. (laughs) 
and also AXA hate Christmas parties, acrobats that get up and down from the ceiling of what looks like a length of toilet roll. <laughs> Absolutely drives me mad. That's not an act, is it? No, but you, they, come, they come on during a break dinner, everyone turns round and they go up and down, dangling from this toilet roll, everyone says, ooh, they're like, it's just someone dangling from toilet roll, come on. <laughs> Daniel, thank you very much. Not the best line, Daniel, but you can call again. Uh, and Ken says, uh, act I hate, amateur comedy. I only want to see a comic if I know he'll be good. Otherwise, it's like watching an execution. Oh, I love bad tryout spots. Oh, that's my favourite evening. Cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Starting off this morning in Hemel Hempstead, the A41's looking very slow heading southbound between the Hemel Hempstead turn-off and Junction 20 for the M25. Very slow on the M25 itself heading anti-clockwise between Junction 21A for St Albans and Junction 16, the M40. Very heavy moving on the A41 at the moment, um, Northwestern Avenue, just at St Albans Road. And the M40's looking very heavy at the moment, London bound between Junction 5 at Stoke and Church and Junction 4 the High Wycombe Handycross roundabout. On the trains, delays um, at the moment on Thameslink out of Bedford due to a signalling problem, so do check before travelling. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Nicola. I always thought I wanted to write a TV show and I never got round to it because I'm lazy. It's about comedy open spots, about someone who wants to be a weatherman. They really want to be a weatherman, but they can't get a break, so they just go to like comedy clubs and do the weather. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Someone write it for me. I'd like to watch that, please. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's eight o'clock. I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Bedfordshire Vicar wades into head teacher holiday row. Struggling shop owner blames Hemel Roadworks and concern for woman living rough in Buckinghamshire Woods. BBC Three Counties Radio. A governor at the Bedfordshire School where the head teacher is going on holiday during term time is calling for the resignation of the chair of governors. The Reverend Jeremy Crocker says he disagrees with the decision to allow Elstow Lower School head teacher Jenny Winder to take a break in the Caribbean in January and claims governors were given little opportunity to discuss the matter. More from Catherine Boyle. In a letter to BBC Three Counties Radio, the Reverend Crocker, who's the rector of Elstow Abbey as well as a parent governor at Elstow School, says he feels implicated as a possible source of the leak to the press over Mrs Winder's holiday in a letter home to parents yesterday. He denies this, but says he did raise the matter with the Chair of Governors, Kevin Hunter, because he had misgivings about what he calls the double standard of a head teacher taking holiday in term time. The Reverend Crocker says the decision was presented to them as a fait accompli, and Mrs Winder was president in the meeting, something she's denied. A shopkeeper who is facing eviction from her business in Hemel Hempstead is blaming most of her financial problems on council roadworks. Michelle Smith has run off the wall antiques in Hemel Old Town for 14 years. She admits there were money problems before the year-long repairs, but says things have got worse. You know, everybody is commenting on the lack of footfall up there, and so everybody is still finding it immensely difficult. The situation couldn't be any worse, really. Um, I have a notice of eviction giving me um, a date of the 28th of October, which is next Tuesday at 11 o'clock. The South African athlete Oscar Pistorius will learn later whether he'll be jailed for shooting dead his girlfriend Reva Steenkamp on Valentine's Day last year. The Paralympian is hoping to avoid jail after he was found guilty of culpable homicide. A paralysed man has become the first in the world to walk again as a result of a revolutionary procedure which involved 
transplanting cells from his nose into his severed spinal cord. The treatment was carried out by neurosurgeons in Poland, working in collaboration with scientists in London. Residents in Buckinghamshire say they're becoming increasingly concerned about a woman living in Wendover Woods. The woman has been seen foraging for food in the bins outside a nearby cafe. John Warbrick runs Cafe in the Woods. When we first knew that she was definitely around up at the woods, we, we got in touch with all of the, the relevant services and, and we got in touch with a local charity that, that came up and we went out searching for her one night. But she's, she's in a place where she really doesn't want, want any help, so it's, it's ever so hard to get through to her. Mm. To make her understand that we don't want to do anything, we just want to make sure that she's she's got a hot meal and some some clothes. Strong winds are expected to cause disruption across much of the United Kingdom today as the remnants of Hurricane Gonzalo sweep in from the Atlantic. More than 100 flights in and out of Heathrow have been cancelled. Virgin Trains has imposed speed restrictions along the West Coast mainline in Lancashire. In sport, there's a full football league programme tonight with matches for Watford, MK Dons, Wickham, Luton and Stevenage. The weather, the wet and windy conditions should clear, followed by sunny spells and scattered showers. But staying windy and feeling much colder, a maximum temperature... 12 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. It's a super village. It's got all the amenities. Telling everyone about where you live. It's a nice atmosphere, people walking the dogs. In snow, in sunshine, in a beautiful sunset. All this week, we're uncovering Barton Leclay. I wouldn't leave it. If you paid me millions, I still wouldn't leave. I love it here. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. Man alive, the show really has taken off in the last 35 minutes. You're so patient. You get to hear our workings out. Most other shows turn up and they're ready to go. The best stuff comes when we just, well, nearly saw then, messing around you don't like, the mispronunciation of words, and other slightly more serious things. If you want to take part, 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Carpet Martin. Cafes with menus offering paninis. Panini is the plural word, so paninis is like saying sandwiches. Should be panino. <laughs> you should. Should it? I've been to Italy. I asked for a panino. Michael says, Act I Hate, the Sister Act films, especially the second <laughs> back in the habit. Rubbish. Now, I, I knew that I knew I deliberately said something controversial earlier on. Did I, you? Yeah. I snuck something controversial into the conversation knowing that someone would bite. You sneak something in. I've gone what, what some people like to call moron fishing. I don't call it that because I think that's rude. But what some did people. You do? I said something that I knew some people would find offensive to see them come. I said, what's the third day of the week? The response was Wednesday. Wednesday. You've got to sound a bit like you've got a cold. Wednesday. Yeah. Paul on Twitter says, you're wrong. Third day of the week is Tuesday. There are people who believe that Sunday is the first day of the week. And I knew that they would bite. You're totally wrong, Paul. How can Sunday, the last day of the mm, 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 week end, be the first day of the week? Monday is the first day of week. I start work at the beginning of the week. Not Sunday. I've made Sunday my day off. It's your day of rest. It's my day of rest. That Monday is the first day of the week. Sunday is the last day of the week. I think I'm offending the Jewish faith by saying that. But I'm prepared to take those guys on because they are wrong on this. 
I will take on the Jewish faith. I don't know if it's... But there is a school of thought that Sunday is the last day of the week. Uh-uh. Incorrect. You said F- first day of the week. Yeah. Uh-uh. Incorrect. The school of thought is, yeah, it is the Judeo-Christian school of thought. Oh, wait, four five nine four double five five double five. Come on, guys. You know this. Monday's the first day of the week. And who said, never kiss me on a Sunday, a Sunday, a Sunday, because that's my day of rest? That was Demis Roussos, wasn't it? Really? Wow, what's he got about Sunday? And to be honest, if I were Demis Roussos, uh, wearing those caftans, I would take kisses whenever they're offered. I don't think he could be turning too many down. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Now, story that we covered yesterday, big national story at the weekend, the row over an Elstow head teacher's decision to take a week off in term time. You may remember uh, uh, this, uh, the headmistress, Jenny Winder, who I believe can be quite strict when it comes to parents taking time off during the term or taking their kids out of school, just taking a week off to go to the Caribbean. We don't know why. If it's for health reasons, or if, there's, if there is a bigger reason to this, then that's all well and good. Well, then surely she should come out and justify it. If it's for a jolly, then that's a bad example, isn't it? Well, the story took a twist last night and this morning. We were emailed by one of the school governors, the Reverend Jeremy Crocker. He's calling for the chair of governors to resign, suggesting that the rest of the board were pressurised into allowing Jenny Winder to take leave. He's also concerned about the contents of a letter that was sent home with the children last night. Justin is in Elstow now. Morning, Just. Hello, boss. Have you managed to find the Reverend Crocker? Uh, no, I, I've made various phone calls this morning. Right. Um, according to the people I have spoken to, he is away and will be for a few days. Um, I've passed on my telephone number and it's now down to him to, to okay. phone me and hopefully come on your programme today, if not tomorrow. Well, he, I mean, I, I suspect that he would like to come on at some point because he, he has emailed, um, he's emailed us, he's emailed the Daily Mail, he's emailed the Beds on Sunday, uh, he's emailed um, the Mayor of Bedford and um, I believe he's emailed uh, Jenny Winder as well, looking at this uh, this list of CC. So he wants people mm. to know about this. He, he's concerned about a letter that was sent home with kids last night. Uh, uh, he's worried that it, it, it unfairly portrays him as a whistleblower. Have mm. you managed to find a copy of the letter yet, Just? Yes. I'm, I'm not going to say how I've managed to get this letter, but okay. I'm currently outside the school. I have a copy of the letter here. Um, it's quite a long letter, so let me go through some of the key points. Well, thank it you. Starts, it starts off by saying, Dear, dear parents and carers, I feel that it's necessary for me to explain the situation which has caused parents to be asked by various reporters to comment several times in the last week, and that is likely to continue. Just to interrupt, Justin, so just to interrupt, sorry, this is from Jenny Winder, is it the headmistress? Yeah, this this is from the the teacher, Mrs Jenny Winder, and that's how she starts this letter. Um, She goes on to explain what's been happening. She says, I followed due process in requesting special leave due to exceptional circumstances. The policy states that a member of staff can request special leave in line with this policy. Each application is considered on its personal merits by the head teacher. When special leave relates to the head teacher, it will be for the chair of governors to consider the request in line with this policy. She goes on to say, I took the decision to bring the matter before the governor's human resources subcommittee, even though the policy didn't state this step. I correctly left the room while a discussion took place. On returning to the room, I was informed that special leave had been granted. Let me just now, interrupt there, Justin. That's not the case. Yeah, I, I was about to say that, that, that contradict that the, the, the um, Reverend is suggesting um, that, that uh, Mrs. Winder uh, didn't leave the room. 
Mm. When uh, when this this, uh, this was discussed, that that's, that's what he says to us in the email. Again, I, I shall read what it says here. I correctly left the room while a discussion took place. On returning to the room, I was informed that the special leave had been granted. Let me just read uh, what uh, the Reverend says uh, in direct regards. I can't speak in direct regards to that line. Uh, this is untrue. The reality was that the governors were given no opportunity to discuss the issue without Mrs. Winder there, and the chair was very firm that he'd made the decision already. So, complete contradiction. So, someone's got that wrong. Yeah, how interesting. Yep. Um, Carry she goes on. on to say, uh, unbeknown to other governors, one of the governors who had agreed the leave in the meeting, uh, over a month later, contacted the chair of governors under a confidential and without prejudice basis. That's, and that the, is, and Jeremy Crocker says that that is him. He can confirm it was me who wrote a confidential letter to the chair of governors. Okay. Uh, the governors only became aware of this when an extraordinary governor's meeting was called and the governor excused their attendance and informed all governors that they had written in confidence to the chair of governors with their concerns. An extraordinary governor's meeting was held on the 8th of October and attended by nine of the 13 governors. A 10th governor delegated their vote to a governor in attendance a vote of confidence was taken for the chair of governors and the head teacher. The vote was unanimous in favour of both. The governors in attendance at the meeting issued an apology to myself for making my personal life public by a breach in the governor's code of practice under the confidentiality clause. She goes on to say here... How long is, is this letter, Justin? Because with, it's, it's, with the greatest respect to Mrs Winder, she's been accused of being... Uh, what was the phrase, Catherine? Kind of high-handed. She's being high-handed, and this is... A very long, dare I say it, self-indulgent, mm. slightly pompous letter. Mm. I mean, I have to say, it took me a long while to get hold of this this morning because most parents I spoke to had thrown it in the bin uh, because they thought it was just absolute rubbish. Their words, not mine. Uh, it goes on to say here, uh, the words of Jenny Winder, the head teacher, it is, not, it is not my place to make personal circumstances public because it affects other people and infringes on their personal confidential rights. And lastly, I thank so many of you for your total support. Your comments oh, and letters have given me strength. Oh dear. I feel very privileged and proud that so many of you know me so well and you know that I wouldn't have asked for special leave unless I was absolutely certain that should the request be granted, it would have no negative impact whatsoever on the pupil's education. I look forward to continuing Signed Her to Majesty work with the you. Queen. Yes, that is the letter, which I find um, incredible. Uh, I'll say it again. A lot of people have thrown this letter in the bin. I managed to get hold of a copy of it. There it is in full for our listeners, and they can make their own minds up this morning. I'm a little bit speechless, Justin. It's a very self-important, uh, uh, overly long letter. Well, again, to, to, to be fair to, to, to Jenny Winder, that the invitation to come on the programme is there. No, she's not going to do that, is she? Yeah, but, but, but to make the invitation, it's there again. But people have said to me this morning, parents are saying, it's all very well sending out this letter, but it doesn't really tell us anything. We want to know what's so exceptional about your circumstances when we've been to you in the past and you've turned down our request. Still, we're all aware of the procedure now, aren't we? Yes, we are. Justin, thank you for that. Well done for getting that letter. I, it, 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 
you remember when um, 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 Angus Deaton presented Have I Got News For You? Yes. And he had to stop presenting it because he became the story that they were talking about every week. He became the focus of it because he'd, he'd done some naughty things. It kind of feels like that in that th- th- this Mrs Winder is, is, is becoming the story of the school and that letter... Doesn't seem to really tell it. It doesn't tell us. It doesn't address anything. She is now the focus of the school. All she needs to do is come out and say, "It's it's a private health thing, or it's a private family thing." Because the implication I've got from that letter is, it's a jolly, it's a jolly, and she fancies well, a break. I think it's, it sounds more like, well, it's none of your business anyway. Yeah, and, and done it all by the book. So keep your beak out. Oh wait, four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. I was quite happy to let this lie yesterday, but um, that letter—if I got a letter like that from from a head parent, a head teacher at my my boys' school—I'd actually be quite angry. I, I think I'd be a little bit. Well, why? Hang on a second. Why are you? Why are you kicking off? Why are you kicking back a little bit? That's not your position to kick back. Oh wait, four five nine four double five five double five. If you got that from, from the headmistress of one of, of your girls, how would that make you feel, Kath? I think it's an odd reaction. Isn't it? Isn't it just? Your thoughts, please. We're also taking your calls on uh, mispronunciations that annoy you and your least favourite acts. 08459 455 555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Starting off on the M1, it's looking very slow moving, heading southbound between Junction 12 for Flittick and Junction 9 for Redbourne. The M25 heading anti-clockwise, rather slow on the speed sensors between Junction 21A for St Albans and Junction 16 for the M40. The M40 itself heading into London is looking rather slow um, between Junction 5 for Stoke and Church and Junction 4 for the High Wycombe Handycross roundabout. And it's queuing on the Barnet Bypass, heading southbound between Stirling Corner and Mill Hill Circus. So far, checking on the trains and delays on Thameslink in and out of Bedford at the moment due to a signalling problem. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Nicola. I'm feeling the prisoners coming on, guys. 8.16, it's Tuesday the 21st of October. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A governor at the Bedfordshire School, where the head teacher is going on holiday during term time, is calling for the resignation of the Chair of Governors. A shopkeeper who's facing eviction from her business in Hemel Hempstead is blaming most of her financial problems on council roadworks. And residents in Buckinghamshire say they are becoming increasingly concerned about a woman living in Wendover Woods. BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Jonathan Vernon Smith. Good morning. Cracking first hour yesterday. Oh, thanks very you much. Bit, you a bit deaf in one ear? Yes, these aren't working. Do you want me to hit you? No. Please <laughs> let me tempting, hit you. Tempting though that may be. No? The, no. If I, if I put my finger there... Oh, cheeky. <laughs> if I put my finger there, yes. then the headphones work. 
See, that's helpful. Uh, a very uh, interesting first hour yesterday. I believe that, that, that there is more to come, is there? There is, absolutely. From nine o'clock this morning, I'll be asking, do you think Jenny Winder should cancel her Caribbean holiday? BBC Three Counties Radio has received an email from a parent governor at Elstow School criticising the decision by head Jenny Winder to take a Caribbean holiday during term time. As you've been discussing this morning, in Reverend Jeremy Crocker, who is the rector of Elstow Abbey, says he voted for the holiday somewhat uncomfortably, as the governors weren't given any opportunity to properly discuss the matter, and the chair made it clear the decision had already been taken. In his email, which arrived in our inbox late last night, Reverend Crocker claims he warned the panel allowing a teacher to take leave during term time would gain attention from the press and could open the school to accusations of double standards. He now wants the Chair of Governors to resign and for Jenny Winder to cancel her holiday. Well, from nine this morning, I want to know if you think she should cancel her holiday. What's the general vibe you're getting this morning, Ian? We've not had too many calls, but I've got an email here from Ken. Uh, Ken says, in regards to Jenny Winder, so her private life is confidential, and yet a parent who wants to take their child in holiday uh, on holiday has to tell her their private life to justify it. Jenny sounds like she's managed to get a tame head governor in place and is now taking full advantage. Oh, well, from nine, I'd very much like your response to this. Now we have heard this letter from Reverend Jeremy Crocker. Does that change your mind about it? Do you think Jenny Winder should cancel her Caribbean holiday? Or are you still of the opinion, look, if she's got a reason for taking the holiday, if the Board of Governors, for whatever reason at that time, gave approval for it, then that's their business. And everybody else should frankly just butt out. 08459 455 555. It's the big phone in from nine. Tonight, Three Counties Sport will bring you another four live games. Watford at home to Nottingham Forest. Shoots into the corner! And Watford take the lead! MK Dons entertain Fleetwood. Powell with a shot and it's in the back of the net. Powell's got a second. Luton host John Still's former club, Dagenham. Callum to make it 2-0 and does so! And Stevenage travel to Portsmouth. John Stephen Stevenage and they have scored! Back in the game! Plus regular updates from Wickham. Three Counties Sport. Tonight from 7 here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh, eight four five nine four double five five double five. We'll uh, g- get back to uh, acts you don't like: juggling, fire breathers, sword swallowers, plate spinners, acrobats, uh, and others. Oh, eight four five nine. Cass, 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 wake up, Cass, wake up. She's on the phone. Oh, eight four five nine four double five five double five is the phone number. But now, a rather sad story. Um, autumn's here, and you know what? Enough cold and wet. It's going to get colder, and it's going to get wetter. Well, sadly, it would appear that there is a woman who has been sleeping rough in Wendover Woods. And if uh, stories are to be believed, she could have been living there for three, four, five years. She's been spotted wandering through the trees and going through the bins of a local cafe. Its owners are so worried about her, they've started leaving food and warm clothes out for her. Well, Karen Warner is from the Aylesbury Homeless Action Group, who's tried to help with this in the past. Morning, Karen. Good morning. This is a very sad story, isn't it? Indeed, yeah, not good. What uh, if people don't want to get help? Then I suppose there's nothing that can be done, is there? It, it's really, really difficult because it's obviously down to anybody's choice. If if you were very worried about somebody, and then the best advice I would give is is to ring the police. To be honest, but yes, it's difficult. You can't make anybody accept help. Is there a danger? Uh, that if you do ring the police about someone who, who, who may be living in the woods, that that person might then be arrested or, or might be forced sure. to yeah. uh, in a situation they don't, that they don't want to be in? Yeah, no, you're right. The police is only for absolute 
danger of you know, very concerned for somebody's safety. There's an organisation called Streetlink. So if um, streetlink.org.uk, um, if anyone could go on there, if they've spotted anybody that's sleeping rough or they're concerned for themselves, anybody can be referred into them, and services like ourselves will pick them up. And uh, uh, have you been aware of this this woman living in Wendover Woods? Yes, um, the cafe contacted me probably a couple of years ago now, and we ha- I had a chat with them then and gave them some advice um, about what the best thing to do was. But again, like I said, we we can't force anybody to come to us. We're here for people if they want help. We can't make anybody. The implication is that that, that she is uh, mentally ill in some capacity mm-hmm. that, uh, um, and is, is perhaps not making the best decisions for herself. Mm-hmm. When it's a situation like that, when there is potential mental illness there, mm-hmm. uh, are there powers to, to take that person for their own protection and put them in a safe place? Yes, yeah, there are if, if, it, was, if it was the right thing to do but obviously that's not my that's not my job or my prerogative. We, we deal with lots of different people, lots of different issues. But if someone was severely unwell, then, yes, that would be that was where the police would come in. Karen, tell us about the Aylesbury Homeless Action Group. What, what, what do you do and how do you do it? Sure. Yeah, so we've um, been really up and running for quite a long time, but we've been going for the last five years. Um, we work with anybody that's over the age of 18 who is single, so not families, and we will offer them support, advice, signposting referrals um, to to help people in this very difficult situation. We will help them look at their options that they've got, help them to try and find housing, look at any other issues that have caused them to be homeless, and then continue to support them once they're housed as well. It's really nice to talk to you, Karen. Keep up the good work. Thank you very much indeed. Karen Warner from the Aylesbury Homeless Action Group. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, Boyle. Yeah. We're having fun today. Yeah. Nobody else's. We've got loads of texts. Go on, then. Mispronunciations that yes. annoy me. Yes. The word scone, spelt phonetically so you can read it correctly. Scone. It's the word cone with an S on the front. No, it's not. Scone. I say scone. It's Deal scone. It's scone. There's a poem, isn't there? And in the poem, it says it's pronounced scone, and that poem is wrong. That's how I remember it. That poem. It. That poem. It's it's scone. It's it because it, when you eat them, they've all they've all gone scone. They've scone. Scone. It, but it is scone. Scone. I say scone. Yeah. We agree. Yeah, we agree on something. Okay. There wow. we go. We also agree that you're. Dave from Bedford. Oh. E. Says, uh, please say our and not our. You, that's you. That's no, a normal thing. No, I don't thing. say that, no. Uh, all right, Al Kelly. No, because actually I'm saying our, but, you know, my natural inclination and that of my cousins, if you were to hear my cousins say oh, our, they'd say ah. If they, if they take their face out of the swill slop bucket. <gasps> Outrageous. Yes. They are fine, upstanding people. Oh, they can stand go, up now, can they? Oh, <laughs> do you know what? Oh, oh, you're so brave when they're 200 miles away. Yeah, I am. I am, because they've not worked out to turn radio on yet. <gasps> Our aunt needs a truck or he might be nearby. Anthony, if you're about, pop by. I don't know how to do brakes, calf. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Our aunt, you know. What are you right? saying numbers for? What's his numbers mean? Stop it! I don't like it when people say redo again. Redo it again. That's a tautology. I don't like AM. I don't like tautologists either. They get on my nerves. So you can get into a tiny box. Who cares? I've noticed BBC correspondents saying it happened at 5am in the morning. Contortionists. that now. I was talking about contortionists, which I do actually like a good contortionist. I could do contortionary. Shush. Shush. Words that Linda and Shefford doesn't like, anything, and yeah. coleslaw. Coleslaw, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
It annoys me um, when people don't say Skellington properly. Yeah, that is really annoying, especially because Halloween's coming. Be respectful. We were, we were at the garden centre yesterday buying some stuff for the rabbit and they were selling some great Skellingtons. Were they? Oh, the youngest was loving it. I don't like double negatives either. Sorry? Double negatives. For par example? Like when someone says, I didn't do nothing. Okay. We're not doing double negatives today, mate. I'm sorry. Okay. So, so far you flagged up tautology. You know next week is tautology week. Well, well done, you've ruined that. Let's cancel that now. I was looking ahead. And you know that December was double negative month. Well, we're cancelling that now. Are well you done. happy? Well are you done. happy? Oh. Well done. All the work that the team upstairs have put into double negative month and tautology <laughs> week ruined because of you. And let's forget the street entertainment season because people don't like it. Alistair is in where? Yeah, hi. Hi. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning, Alistair. Right, the uh, head teacher. It's got off to a good start, yeah. Oh, yes, go on, that's what we are talking yeah. about, wasn't it? Yes, um, uh, Jenny Winder, yeah. yes. Yeah, she's on emergency leave, I gather, due to extenuating circumstances. I've not heard the phrase emergency leave used. Well, it's OK. Well, it's extraordinary leave outside of her normal holiday entitlement. It, it, but emergency um, emergency leave, it, it can't be... I think that may be a phrase you've made up. And emergency leave yeah. can't be that much of an emergency if it's in January. Exactly the point I was going to make. She's asked for exceptional leave, I think was the phrase that was used right. um, on, on your show. No, she said um, there are exceptional yeah. circumstances. OK, exceptional circumstances. The question still is, what sort of exceptional circumstances can you book three months in advance that can't be resolved in either of the half-term or the Christmas holiday that um, is occurring between her booking this leave and the time she's taking it? It's a good good point, Alison. I'd love to put it to her. I can think of one. Go on. Um, the only thing I could think of that could possibly be that far in advance would be maybe a family wedding or christening. Yeah. But I can't see what would be so so difficult in... Um, if, a par- if a parent can't get a time off in the term to go to a family wedding or christening, then I don't think the headmistress should. And I know it's slightly different, but it's all about... I was thinking about this a lot yesterday. Not a lot. I've got life. But um, she's the head of that school. She's the head of that business. She should be leading by example. You have to lead... If you're, if you're leading a team, and she's leading two teams, the teachers and the pupils, you lead by example. Tony says... Um, no, Simon says, I can't bear it when people say hards rather than hearts. And Tony says, if these parents really want to take time off in term time, this is a great point, why don't they just lie? Any feedback on that, Catherine? What do you mean, lie? All right, I want to take my boys off of school. You're the headmistress. I want to take my boys off of school. Off of school? Out of school? I want to take my boys off of the school curriculum (laughs) for a week because we're going to go to Ibiza. Can I have that time? No. Oh, um, miss, I want to take the boys out of school for a week because their nan is dying and it's the last week they'll get to spend with her. Would that be okay? No. Sorry? Yes. Is it just because I've mentioned the Ibiza thing yeah. before? Forget that. Okay. Forget that because that was, off because that, was, Nan. that was my opening gambit. Yeah, we're not going to Ibiza. I mean, she's dying in Ibiza. They may come back from, from, from the, the um, last week of their Nan's life with a tan. There are other lies you could get away with. Go on. M- maybe not with a tan. I don't want to divulge my secrets. <laughs> Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Starting off this morning on the Great North Road, it's looking very slow in both directions at the moment, approaching the Black Hat roundabout. And the M1 are looking very heavy, heading southbound between Junction 12 for Flitting and Junction 9 for Redbourne. Taking a look at the M25, that's very heavy moving, heading anti-clockwise between Junction 20 at Kings Langley and Junction 16 for the M40. And the A41, Northwestern Avenue, that's looking rather slow between the uh, just around the Dome roundabout. And the M40 on camera's very heavy heading northbound from the Denham roundabout to the M at 25. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh, the pedant who says that the third day of the week is Wednesday is now saying it's scone. It's not, it's scone. And can we find out in the last 30 minutes of the show, why do some people, instead of saying ask, say ox? I'm oxing the question today. 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8.30. I'm Simon Oxley. A governor at the Bedfordshire School where the head teacher is going on holiday during term time is calling for the resignation of the chair of governors. The Reverend Jeremy Crocker says he disagrees with the decision to allow Elstow Lower School head teacher Jenny Winder to take a break in the Caribbean in January. The South African athlete Oscar Pistorius will learn later this morning whether he'll be jailed for shooting dead his girlfriend Reva Steenkamp on Valentine's Day last year. And strong winds are expected to cause disruption across much of the region today as the Remnants of Hurricane Gonzalo sweep in from the Atlantic. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Manchester United drew two all at West Brom in the Premier League last night. United twice came from behind to earn a point, which leaves them ten points behind leaders Chelsea. There's a full football league programme tonight. Championship leaders Watford host fellow promotion chasers Nottingham Forest in the first home game for new Hornets head coach Slavisa Jukanovic. It's a big day for, for me in uh, all the aspects, especially because it'll be first time in the, in the ground. And especially because we're going to fight against, uh, we're going to play against one historical, historical club with one ex-football player and our manager of the Nottingham Forest. In League One, Milton Keynes Dons play their first home league game for a month against Fleetwood. And in League Two, Luton manager John Still welcomes his former club Dagenham to Kenilworth Road. The most important thing is, is the game. You know, when it's all over, it's, it's good again. But, you know, I speak to Wayne, their manager, sort of, I don't know, possibly every day. Uh, right today. <laughs> we haven't spoken today and we probably won't. Also in League Two, leaders Wickham are at Exeter, Stevenage go to Portsmouth. There's commentary on Watford, MK Dons, Luton and Stevenage in three counties sport from seven. In the Champions League, Manchester City kick off at 5pm our time away to CSKA Moscow. Later, Chelsea host the Slovenian side Maribor. And Bedford Rugby Club have been awarded the points from their opening British and Irish Cup match against the Cornish Pirates nine days ago. The Blues lost the game, but the Pirates have been penalised by the organising committee for a breach of rules concerning uncontested scrums. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin is at nine. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Don't, you can't... So I'm just getting ready to, um, well, put a bid on a, a, a Gretsch guitar on eBay, but then do the show. And then what did you just shout in my ear? Give Colin an extra two minutes. <laughs> she says, Colin's there, he's just gone for a wee. 
Well, I can't function under these uh, things. Well, nor can he. So why do some people say arcs instead of ask? Mm-hmm. What words, uh, when they are mispronounced, uh, do you dislike? Wednesday is the third day of the week. It's not The week does not start on a Sunday. The week ends on a Sunday. The week begins on a Monday. And acts you do not like. We're keeping you awake, are we, Kels? <laughs> a bit. Uh, uh, we've had jugglers, we've had fire, fire eaters. And Stilts, a... I can't bear. Oh. What's the point in that? Oh, I've always wanted to go on them. They're really easy. Just to see what everyone else sees. Do you know who's really good at stilts? My Stil- brother-in-law. Do you know why? Plastra. I- Makes work fun. No, they need it for ceilings. Well, they've got ladders, isn't it? No, they have stilts. No, they have ladders. No, they have stilts. If a plasterer was doing my ceiling on stilts, I would fire him. <laughs> I'd say, I'd come in, I'd say... Um, they don't need the baggy trousers. I just imagine him walking Who does this clown think he is? <laughs> out. No, but seriously, get out, mate. Why haven't you got a ladder? Why don't you construct one he of those things? You. He can't hear you. He's too high up. I don't live in the Sistine Chapel high anymore, up. unfortunately. That was a long, that was a weird period of my life. Yeah. Colin, have you had your wee yet? Yes, thank you. And wash my hands. Good. Oh, Hygiene first. Right, what do you want, Colin? Talk to Catherine. I'm busy on eBay. No, talk to Ian. It's his job. Ian, open your mic. Ian. <laughs> Ian. <laughs> Ian. What are you two like? Ian. What are you like? What are you doing, Colin? Turn your radio off. I've just done it. Ian. Ian. <laughs> Ian, you don't need another guitar. Can I, can I, Ian. Can I, can I, it's a 1968 Gretsch bass. Doesn't make you play any better. Talk to Colin. I don't want to talk to Colin. He's boring. Colin. He's boring. He's got a very good point. I bet he hasn't. He has. What's your good point, Colin? Right. Uh, with regard to Mrs. What's her name? Um, what are you talking head, about? The headmistress. Mrs. Winder. Winder, that's it. Um, I think she's just digging a hole for herself now. Um, and we don't know the facts. And I think it is about time she... Um, um, you, you said he had a good point to make, Cass. He has, just she, let him get it out. It's taking forever. She comes clean. I mean, I... I've, I've heard this morning that you the, the, the word special leave. Right, all of this is getting. We've had special leave. We've had emergency leave. I don't think that's what's being said. Well, I heard it. I, I heard it on on on, on your program from someone. We finish at nine Whether, o'clock, Colin. All right. Don't don't speak your dummy. Goodness sakes! I'm losing the will to live. Um. Anyway. Yeah, I, I just think it's time that that she came out and 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 and, and laid this to rest. You want to see her come clean? Yeah. Thank you very much indeed. And the good point there, Catherine, was. He thinks she's making it worse by not speaking up. <laughs> Why didn't he say that? Well, he would get much of a chance. Anthony's around Bedford. Morning, Anthony. What? Good morning. What you got for us, boss? Right, you, Uncle, you're going on about the Sunday being the, um, uh, Monday being the first day of the week. Correct. Why is it on my phone and, and they're all calendars? They all start from a Sunday. No, they don't. Let me go to my calendar on my phone. Um, oh, it starts on Monday. Next. Are you saying all calendars start on Sunday? My iPhone, I've just gone to the date. Mobile phones, they'll start on a Sunday. No, I've got mine is on a mobile phone. It is, um, it's an iPhone. It starts on a Monday. (laughs) Thank you very much indeed. I believe you were just pwned. Did you just take ponership? Totally pwned him. Monday is the first day of the week. 
It's the first day of the week. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, yeah. It's the week. The weekend starts here. 5.15 on a Friday evening. Ready, steady, go. The weekend starts here. OK? And at no point over that said weekend... So, the, what, the weekend is Friday evening and Saturday? Oh, it's on May 10th. Oh, May 10th. Sunday is the week is the weekend is the end of the weekend. That's why everyone gets that's why everyone gets the, the Monday morning feeling on a Sunday. Because they know they're going back to school. Alright, if Sunday was the first day of the week, why did I never go to school on a Sunday except for Sunday school? Ladies and gentlemen, I rest my case. Wow. Thank you, Your Honor. Your Honor, Thank no you. further questions. Thank you, Ron Paul. Uh, Elizabeth uh, is in Charlton. Morning, Elizabeth. Hello. What you got for us? Um, I'm going to interrupt you there. It's mispronunciation, but carry on. <laughs> theatre and theatre. Yeah. Theatre. It's theatre, isn't it? My mum says yeah. my mum says theatre, and it's just it's so just her fine. working class roots. Yeah, me too. Uh, the d- other thing is um, can and can. I, I'm going to let you go because the line is awful, but point got. She's talking about can and cans. No, you just have a chat with Pardon? Him. Can and cans, as in the place. All right. Uh, we, you're right, we don't say Paris. Uh, yet we have to say um, their names. Foreign names. We have to say uh, Pierre. Yeah. No, hang on. That's not a good example. You just say Pierre. Pierre. But she's right. We don't say... We don't say uh, Madrid. Yeah. We don't say... Sevilla. We don't say Newcastle. We should say Newcastle. No, it's not Newcastle. It's Newcastle. It's Newcastle. Okay, well, we don't say that. It's Newcastle. Okay, we don't say Glasgow. I do. Well, you're a... Ooh. Wow. Nearly. Pam's on the line. Morning, Pam. Good morning, Ian. What would you like to say? Um, how on earth could Monday be the first day of the week? Uh, let me think about it, because uh, that's when the week starts. <laughs> oh, yes. And how long since been I, um, iPhone been invented? Um, I guess the first iPhone came out. I remember my friend showed me one. We were in a pub, and I remember leaving the pub, and I knocked a glass over. It was so embarrassing. Um, I'm going to say seven. I'm going to say seven years, Pam, but I don't know if that's okay. accurate. I could ask Siri. <laughs> so, um, Sunday is the first day of the week. It's and you're, you're, you, you've proved that because the iPhone is only seven years old. Yes. That's not the best. That's not the best legal argument, <laughs> is it? <laughs> it is. What? What's your proof? Well, no, your proof is that iPhones are only seven <laughs> years old, you silly sausage. That's not proof. <laughs> what makes you think that Sunday is the first day of the week? Because I know it. Right, here there we go. There you go, there's your Ev. I wish you were my lawyer. In fact, I'm glad you're not. <laughs> but, it, it, right, oh, right, let's go back to God, yeah? Yes. Right. It, on okay. the seventh day, he rested. So you're yes. saying me the seventh Which day was Saturday? Saturday. It was Sat- Saturday. So Saturday is the day of rest? Yes, it you is. You are so bonkers, my love. Okay, listen to me, right? I'm trying yes. to. Which day is Good Friday? Which day is um, they said Jesus um, Christ crucified? The what? Which day they say he crucified on the cross? I don't know. Was it for Good Friday? It couldn't have been that good because he, he got crucified. That yes. was bad Friday. That was, the long, that, was the, um, that was Black Friday. And that's when the no, banks no. crashed. I'm so confused, <laughs> Pam. When was Jesus crucified? About 2,000 years ago. And, it, and a Friday. Then the Bible said a Sabbath drew it on, and then he rose the first day of the week. The Bible's wrong. It's a Sunday. Hello. Okay. And you're right. Hello. Thank, oh, th- thank you, Pam. 
Pam. Yes. Yeah? I'm going to spell. I'm going to. Um, uh, I'm, I'm making an assumption here. I am a new caller. Oh well, <laughs> my, my, well, bless you for. How long have you been listening for? I listen a long time, and sometimes I want to hit you because you, Sorry? you just warn people up all the time. I, I'm glad you've noticed. Hey, Pam. Pam, you know where we are. I'll always let you in. <laughs> <laughs> Don't encourage the listeners to come and hit me. Pam, I'm going to spell a word. Could you say it for me? No. Oh. <laughs> A-S-K. Ask? Now, why are you you're saying ox, aren't you? Sorry? Are you Say, say that again. A-S-K. Yeah. Is it axe? Now, you're saying, you're saying axe, aren't you? I want to ask you a question. Hello? Um, I don't know. <laughs> Pam, nice to talk to you. Thank you very much indeed. We were all getting confused there. The, the sound of the printer wasn't helping. Gosh, they're printing off a lot of stuff. Yeah, who's doing that? Who's doing that? Guys, it's live studio, guys. Yeah. Uh, oh eight four five nine four double five five. Are you going to explain why you asked her to spell that? Because there are there are um, um, okay. I made an assumption now. I made an assumption that Pam was black, uh, and uh, I've noticed, uh, as I'm sure you have, that uh, many black people say "arcs" instead of "ask." And I'm curious to find out um, exactly which group of black people it is uh, uh, and why. My theory is Caribbean. Yeah. I think it's... I don't know. Pam sounded vaguely Caribbean. We're making lots of assumptions, Pam. I appreciate you calling, because I know it can be quite... She was a little bit worried I'd shout at her, but she was She was good. great, though. And seriously, if you do want to come round, I will don't, let you in. Don't encourage the... I'll, uh, I'll put the key under the mat. Don't encourage the listeners to come and hit Just me. Pam. Just Pam. 08459 Maybe you hadn't noticed that you say arcs. Maybe you don't notice, because I, I spell arcs and she said arcs. Or maybe it's an accent thing. You yeah. know, like me and Baff and Duck and Path. Well, it can't be an accent Basket. thing because it's a mispronunciation. No, but you're might... swapping two letters. Yeah, but it might be dialect. Dialect is different from accent. I know, but well, you said accent, mate. All right, accent. And At least I dialogue. think that's what you said. I'm really struggling to work out. Wow. Pete's in Warburton. Morning, Peter. Good morning, Ian. Peace be with you, brother. Uh, thank you very much indeed, sir. What would you like to say? Uh, words and phrases. Uh, the word "us" instead of well, they use "us." Lots of people. Yeah. You must have heard that. And oh. the other phrase is, you know. Oh, my goodness me. How many people, um, every other sentence is, you know, you know. When I was a kid, because the, the word more recently was like, when I was a kid, and I think this was a regional thing, um, was right. We used to say right all the time. So, you know, right, we were going down to the, the shops, right? And what happened, right, was this guy, right? My dad used to go crackers, all saying, <laughs> he goes this. We didn't say he said yeah. or he exclaimed. Yeah. He goes. He goes. Yeah. He goes a boom boom boom. He goes a boom boom. He goes. Boom. Oi, what are you doing? I goes none of your business. He goes. Well, get out. Here's one. He goes. Where did he go? Here's he one. Go anywhere. Here's one. So, turned around. Turned around. So yeah. right, she turned around to me and said, "Stop that." So I turned around to her and I said, "I'm not stopping now." Well, she turned around to me and said, "I've had enough of this nonsense." So I turned. How many times are you turn? Were you turning around for? Dancing. Why were they facing the other way in the first place? Well, exactly. Peter, thank you very much indeed. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the uh, telephone number. Can we, in the last fifteen minutes, solve the great mystery of life? Why do some people say "arcs" instead of "ask"? Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Starting off on the Great North Road. That's looking rather slow moving on the speed sensors this morning. Approaching the Black Hat at roundabouts. The M1 heading northbound very slow at the moment between Junction 13 at Bedford and Junction 14 for Milton Keynes. 
taking a look in the Hemel-Hempstead, the A41, that's looking slow heading southbound between the Hemel-Hempstead turn-off and Junction 20 for the M25. And the M25 itself, very slow anti-clockwise between Junction 20 at Kings Langley and Junction 16 for the M40. Delays at the moment of about 15 minutes on Thameslink services in and out of Bedford due to a signalling problem. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8.45. It's Tuesday the 21st of October. I'm going to go for a fry-up in about 25 minutes. A governor at the Bedfordshire School where the head teacher is going on holiday during term time is calling for the resignation of the chair of governors. The South African athlete Oscar Pistorius is about to learn whether he'll be jailed for shooting dead his girlfriend Reva Steenkamp on Valentine's Day last year. Strong winds are expected to cause disruption across much of the United Kingdom today as the remnants of Hurricane Gonzalo sweep in from the Atlantic. Let's get the weather. Here's Kate. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. The Met Office has a yellow weather warning in place for strong winds. We could be seeing gas later on at between 40 50 miles per hour, perhaps a touch more over higher ground. At the moment, it's not too bad. It is fairly breezy, but it is going to strengthen. We've seen some really squally showers blowing through as well. The good news is with these showers, some of them are heavy, but they're blowing through quickly. They're not lasting for very long, thanks to that breeze. Now, we have some sunny spells between them, so for small instances today, it is actually going to feel quite nice, just a bit blowy but as we head through the afternoon that wind is likely to get a little stronger temperature though is a bit different it's working backwards today it's mild at the moment but eventually the wind is going to shift direction bringing the air from the west and the northwest so it is going to get colder as we head through the day the maximum temperature later on likely to drop down to around 12 celsius overnight tonight eventually the showers die away we're hanging on to a bit of a breeze it eases a little bit but it is still breezy that's helping to keep the air nice and churned up but the minimum temperature down to 4 Celsius it is going to feel cold and a cold start for Wednesday morning. Sunshine at first but then the cloud increases. Temperatures tomorrow afternoon up to 13 Celsius and that's your forecast. Giza? Giza? I don't know you at all. Every weekday from three. Good afternoon, welcome to the show. Local people. What's your story? Seems there's a law for them and then there's one for the press. And I disagree with what they're saying. Local views. In some cases, sort of 40% loss in value of their properties. Has Kelly Luton got it right? There is a responsibility when you're paid from the public purse. Local life. Do you want to know how much my carer's allowance goes up by every April when the tax year changes? Two quid. Roberto Peroni. And is it fair to target people on benefits. Weekdays from three, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Yes, Catherine Boyle. We've had a text through from Jack in Cambridge. Morning, Jack. Cambridge, Jack. eh? Oh, yeah. that's the home of the intellectual cycle rider. Fancy. Beautiful. Beautiful and a, Cambridge. And a discotheque hey. that I once hey. frequented. Oh, I bet you... Uh, yeah. Yeah, Did you? actually, yeah. Oh, dear. I hate middle-class hyacinth bucket types that pronounce foreign foods properly, says Jack. Yep. For example, focusia and chorizo. <laughs> I hate newsreaders. Even Simon Oxley? 
Especially he's, Simon Oxley. I think he could take you. He probably could, actually. He's like um, the, the Ram Man in He-Man. No, news readers that go, and there have been outbreaks of violence in Afghanistan earlier on today, and later on in the Lebanon, Kofi uh, Annan will be having uh, peace talks there with Khan Gaddafi. <laughs> Silly, isn't it? I know, but I used to like doing it just for a laugh. Uh, uh, you know, you like doing it because you're you like like showing off a little bit because you can go and speak foreign. Yeah, I could speak foreign if I wanted to. I just don't want to. What is with those eyes you're doing? Those are my real eyes. <laughs> Listen to this. Go on, then. Axe is a dialect usage from the southern states of the US, says OC. Uh-uh. In Bedfordshire, locals say Pacific for specific. Why do BBC presenters called Ibiza Ibiza? Ibiza, Ibiza. It's a bit, according to the Venger boys, and <laughs> I've got no reason to question them. You, you wouldn't want to question the Venger boys unless, you know, well, who knows what they've, they've been involved in. I used to quite like the Venger bus. I didn't know there was a Venger bus. <laughs> it's a Venger bus. Was it like the mystery machine? Did they all get um, uh, solve mysteries? Uh, in many ways, yeah. yeah. Venger's actually quite a bit um, rude. Um, anyway, oh. Mrs Winder should not be going on holiday when good attendance pupils are turned down family time, which is precious. This is an, this is a, uh, an anonymous text. Yeah, it would be. Mrs Winder believes one rule for one and another for another in all her work-school situations. Oh, this is a bit personal. A lot of people are afraid to speak out on camera because of repercussions for children. Reverend Jeremy Crocker is right. She should not be allowed such special leave when there is a long time to resolve whatever emergency it is. we don't know what the issue is. I mean, if she's ill... If she's seriously ill, and you know, the, 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 let's uh, uh, okay, let's jump to a wild conclusion. This is her last hurrah. Then good luck oh, to no. her. Well, I hope well, no, well, no, but I, I hope it's not the case. But you know what I'm saying? If there is a serious illness that that, that means that this time has to be taken off, well, then good luck to her. But the, it's the not saying. And of course, I'm not wishing illness on her. It's the not saying that that, that seems unfair. Yeah, we've got this through from jo- John in Datchworth. He says this head teacher should be allowed to go on their trip. Then all the parents of children who attend this school will not have to worry about having requests refused, and no fines will be able to be issued. It's a win-win situation, says John. Uh, no, I don't think it works like that. Um, uh, Andy says, why are Saturday and Sunday called the weekend and not the week start? Why? Well, because it's the weekend. It, I, I can't get my head the around it. the end of the week, Correct. isn't it? That's what weekend means, Kelly. Well yes, done. thank you. Welcome. In Spanish, fin de semana. Oh, really? What does that mean? The end of the house? The end of the week. The end of the week. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. In French, le, no. le weekend. Oh, I know we're... Listen, I know we've got haven't got a word for it. I know we've got a fill for seven minutes, but I, I can do better than that. Trust me, I can do better than that. Go on. Oh, hang on a minute. Hit me with it. Well, don't tempt me, love. We've not even talked about the exploding boobs... Well, let's not talk about them. Well, boobs are exploding. It said something like 1,500 exploding boobs. I've not heard one. You'd think if they were all going off, we would hear something. There was something I was going to mention. Right. Politics, right? You know I love my politics. Yeah. Right. The Green Party overtake the Lib Dems in the polls. Mm. A surge in support for the Green Party has propelled it into fourth place in the polls ahead of the Liberal Democrats for the first time in a decade. With the greatest of respects, why does anybody vote Green? Because they're, they're never going to achieve anything, okay, yeah, are they? They're not, they're, 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 it's, it's a wasted vote. We should, we should just say to the Greens, guys, well done. Uh, you know, you've, you've made a few changes over the last few years. You've, you've influenced a few policies, but you're out of the running now. There's no, there's no point in them, is there? Because but then we might as well just do away with democracy and say, ah, oh, most people are going to vote this anyway. Let's not vote at all. In many ways, Catherine, some people would, would uh, think that we have done it's away the, with democracy. It's the multicoloured tapestry that is British politics. But, but having the, the Green Party, they don't actually, uh, with you know, achieve. They, they achieve stuff in the nineties. People used to say that about the Liberal Democrats. Well, I mean, really, 
It just seems... And they started to get very important. It just seems if you're going to go and have a, a, a vote, why, why would you vote green? And I know lots of people... Well, no, lots of people don't vote green. It's just, you know, you might as well go and get your vote, fold it up into a paper aeroplane, stand on top of a tall building, throw it, and see where it lands. If it lands in the ballot box, beautiful. If it doesn't, well, it was a good paper aeroplane. I like the greens. I used to like the Greens. They're an idealist uh, yeah, organisation for the youth. Exactly. So if you'd rather not ruin your vote, spoil your vote, and maybe get one in the eye for the bigger parties, sometimes that's why people vote for them. So Other not- people feel like we should be saving the planet, and the Greens are the only ones who've got an eye on that. Well, uh, yeah, I suppose so. Come on, don't be mean to the Greens. <laughs> uh, let's not be beastly to the Germans. There's a good song. If ever, uh, BBC rapped for letting radio stars swear before Watershed. This really? isn't us this time. Wow. It's not you. Who did it? Who done it? Well, pop singer Lily Allen. Radio 1 breached standards by allowing singers Lily Allen and Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran, there's a pointless person. He's a thing, isn't he? I wouldn't have thought he was a swearer. Oh. I mean, Lily Allen. Trying to be a tough guy, isn't he? Sheeran, trying to be the tough man by swearing. But Lily Allen, the BBC is now set... Oh, for goodness sake. They let her swear. Did they know she was going to, or did she swear? The clampdown comes after singer Lily Allen said the F word six times in her set at the Big Weekend Festival in May, broadcast on Radio 1 from 5.30 to 6.15. That is a bit much. It emerged the corporation knew Miss Allen planned to sing songs with explicit lyrics but assumed she would self-edit the offensive language. Pop star Ed Sheeran also said effing on stage. Okay, so do you know how the BBC are going to deal with this, guys? Instead of, I don't know, introducing, I don't know, a seven-second delay and having someone monitoring it so that if a swear pops up, you can dip it. Easy. Instead of doing that, do you know what they're going to do? To stop these pop stars and rock singers swearing. Make them sign a sheet? No, not even doing that. The BBC is now set to put up signs in dressing rooms, warning stars performing live they'll be pulled off air if they use foul language. Some stars will see that as a challenge. Of course. It's like when Five Live got Rage Against the Machine on to do that song, Flip You, I Won't Do, do what, what You, you tell, tell Me. Yeah. And so they were telling... They were telling an organ, a, a band whose main edict was you can't tell me what to do to not swear. Well, you can't tell them what to do, so guess what? They swore! And putting aside most pop stars, they can't read because they're too off their mind on crazy drugs or they're illiterate. Not these two, of course. Some Other of them are just stars. plain defiant. They'll, like only be taken, they'll only be taken off air, though. They'll still be able to carry on performing in front of all those people. Hey, if you're swearing in a live environment, then that's fine. If you're swearing in a pop concert, ah, do you know what? That's kind of a different thing. And then there's the issue of do you take your kids there? Ah, it's, kind of, yeah, it's pop stars. It's kind of fine. <laughs> but on the radio, it could be listening in the car. And it is, I, I, do, I don't like bad language on the radio. It's one of those things where I did an internet um, show for a while where you're allowed to swear. And for a week, it's like quite good fun. Yeah. And then like Holly Oaks late night. Yeah, like rude Holly Oaks. You know, you get to see a bit of boob and stuff. Uh, but then after I go, actually, this isn't adding anything to it. In fact, it's only detracting yeah. from it. It's only detracting. Uh, we're going to go live to uh, Justin Dealey with the, uh, this story about uh, Jenny Winder uh, and Elstow School. Uh, morning, Justin. Hello, Ian. It just uh, rumbles on, this story, doesn't it? Yep, go on. What you got? Uh, we've got a parent here who's um, giving us uh, their reaction to the letter. Uh, Jenny Winder again outside the school this morning. Certainly not hiding, um, but she doesn't want to talk to us. So here we have a parent. Uh, you received this letter yesterday. Um, she, she explains how permission was given for this break in January. W- what's your reaction to this letter as a parent? W- when you got that, what went through your mind yesterday afternoon? that she's sort of sucking up really isn't she she's you know like you say outside the school sort of good morning good morning she's never like that um 
exceptional circumstances that she keeps going on about well she hasn't she's failed to tell anyone what these exceptional circumstances are and to be fair unless somebody has died over there anything like that i don't see what sort of exceptional circumstances there can be to be honest so you're not very happy at all are you no no what if you know one rule for one and and another rule for us, obviously. Okay. I appreciate your time. Thank you very much. That's uh, a parent joining us live there outside Elstow School. Uh, you are going to hear some more reaction after nine. Some parents, I have to say, have come up to the car this morning and said to me, this is a non-story. What are you doing here? Just just to be fair, just to be balanced here, some parents are still quite angry that uh, we and, and other media outlets are talking about this, but it's completely split down the middle and so some parents, like you've heard there, uh, are absolutely furious about this, and other parents can't understand what the fuss is all about so it's a it's a real split right down the middle here justin excellent stuff indeed thank you very much uh indeed before miss allen took to the stage presenter scott mills warned listeners her songs could contain foul language he probably ripped that warning off of someone else he apologized each time she swore and after the performance the, the thing is it was 5 30 till 6 15 one apology two I think we have to end it there, wouldn't you, really? Yeah. If it looked like it was going to become a regular thing. Well, and also, you don't apologise for language that may happen before the watershed. No. Should be, it should be an assumption that it's not going to happen. Yeah. And come on, Lily Allen's not daft. She knows she shouldn't be doing that. She and I like Lily Allen. This isn't a knock against Lily Allen. And her records are not for children, and no. she said that in the past, and I don't think she should be censored on her records. I think, I think Lily Allen is brilliant. I like her. I like what she does. I think she's a, a breath of fresh air in the stale world of pop. But um, it's like if, it's like if, if uh, you know, apologies, during the next three hours of radio, you, Jonathan Vernon Smith might drop a few F-bombs. Then every time he does drop one, which he, he, he drops them all the time in that studio, uh, Tim went on and uh, apologised in his own unique way. We'd get, we'd get in terrible trouble. But the fact that they apologised ahead meant that they were expecting it to happen. Expecting oh, it. no. Well, on, on that bombshell, up yours. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Starting off this morning on the A421, it's looking rather heavy moving at the moment out to London Road on the sensors. Also the M1, a very slow moving between Junction 12 and Junction 10 at Fulton Airport Spur Road. The A1M, rather heavy between Junction 9 at Letchworth and Junction 7 for Stevenage. And the A41's looking very heavy moving between the Hemel Hempstead Turnoff and Junction 20 for the M25. Delays at the moment on Thameslink in and out of Bedford. It's all due to a signalling problem there. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Giza. Thank you, Nicola. Thank you, Catherine. Excellent work today. She was uh, do- doing lots of stuff behind the scenes, more than normal. You were. You were having cornflakes. Uh, thank you, Kelly. Thank you, Justin. Let's end it with this, shall we? I don't know you at all. Thank you very much. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JVS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Tuesday. It's nine o'clock and on today's big phone-in, do you think Jenny Winder should cancel her Caribbean holiday? BBC Three Counties Radio has...